0: This episode of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast is sponsored by EasyRollerDice.com slash cup. I'm in Max Max, 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 You are listening to Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. I'm in Max, 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 Max. Max, 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 Max. Pursuing the RPG hobby with Reckless abandon. Why hello and welcome to season twenty-two, episode eight of Happy Jack's RPG podcast. My name is Stu. My
1: name is Dave.
0: I'm Stork. Your mic's not on here. Hit this. There's a switch here. What? <laughs> N- now talk.
1: My name was Dave. Okay, that's okay. better. Yeah,
0: you put the mic a little more centered because it's a, it's a cardioid mic. It's not a uh, yeah, you know, cardioid mm-hmm. mic. Uh, do you know the difference there? Uh-huh. Can you tell by looking at it? Harumph. Harumph. <laughs>
2: Hi, I'm Dave. Dave Kazay I am Not Cadave. dave No Even though your
0: name I'm is the dave, other Dave Dave Kuh. I am Dave 77 That's, yeah, that's dave right Dave 77 for that one. Mm-hmm. In this episode of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast Matthew asks about GMing for newbies mm-hmm. uh, Harold asks Does space combat have to be boring? Hmm. Yes uh, And Craig sends a, a pseudo-horror story About GMing mediocrity but first, if you'd like to email us, you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at com. We're also on all of the social medias. HappyJacksRPG, all one word. Twitter, Facebook, Facebook, sorry, Facebook. Uh, Instagram. Instagram. We're not on Google+. Plus. Yes, you are. Are we? I set one up. It may not be HappyJacksRPG. No, RPG. it still is is. It Oh, Jacks absolutely. Yeah. And JackerCon
1: as well goes through Google+. Oh, well. oh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. there you
0: go. And if there, well, there's not one, just make one for us. It'd be fine. Actually, don't do that. Ah, to and
1: obviously, the Twitch channel if you're watching.
0: And the Twitch channel. Mm-hmm. And if you'd like to and watch the, the show live, oh, and the Discord. Sure. There's a Discord too. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can go to happyjacks.org/live. We record this show on Friday nights at 7 p.m. ish Pacific time. <laughs> ish. Emphasis on the ish. Emphasis on the ish. We were only about f- uh, about 10 or 15 minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> I didn't think we were quite as late as we were. Um, we never did Right well, So, have got two kids Exactly So the guys over at Easy Roller Dice They've launched a new Kickstarter Do tell I will Oversized Dice Cups Wow Oversized Dice Cups These Dice Cups come with badass oh, Let me find it I got it on the soundboard I mean it Badass Badass graphics And a lid And a lid and that's the that's the brilliant part. It's a dice cup, and it's a dice container.
1: How many can it roll? Uh, how many d sixes can it
0: roll? Can it hold? Yeah. It can hold fifty. Wow! With ease. With ease, sixteen millimeter d sixes. That's pretty impressive. That so holds the most dice in the market. It does. If it you're it playing is. hero, you're there. Most bricks. Yeah. You may need yeah. two. Yep, (laughs) for Hero. hero? You know, that's great for playing high level characters
1: or miniature war games or anything you need to roll a ton of dice to play, like Hero.
0: Indeed, it is. Mm. So, if you'd like to go check this out, and I believe it's live now, Mm. you can go get yours and make it happen at slash cup to go to their Kickstarter. And you know what? Let me, I've got, hold on a second.
2: I like their products. They've always had really good products, and 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 I I actually have a bunch of their stuff. And not just the free stuff. I actually went to their site and actually bought stuff. It's a, it is, I think they set it up originally. It was just sort of, they were really good at sort of finding random dice and stuff, but now they have an actual, they're producing stuff. It's Mm -hmm. great. It's a really great site.
0: That's cool. Did you find it? No, yeah. Their last, microphone back on. Their last Kickstarter uh, these these are their dice trays. Oh, okay. Which also have a lid. You can go ahead and open it up if you want. Thank you. But they it's sent not me a, boxing. They they sent me a few uh but good promo ones. But I but I backed that one and I got mine. And I use it. It's right here. Here's the one I use right here. Still got the old dice in it, you can hear them shaking. The old dice.
1: You know it would be funny if a whole bunch of snakes popped out.
2: <laughs> you know and right. I have a vastly different idea of funny. <laughs> no. It's not funny, haha, it's funny like a
0: clown some clowns are funny especially if name one clowns. right <laughs> name yeah. one. Oh, okay uh, oh, oh there, it's at oh, hey! look, oh, look, it's, it's got it's sort of gray yeah, this <laughs> was a, yeah this was their last I think this was their last kickstarter look at it's a dice tray and it has actually I like that know, right no, there no, there's only one mic you, you have to put it on that face mic. oh I'm sorry well i just put <laughs> it here. yeah but uh, and it's got like a staging area on the outside and your yeah. rolling area in the middle, and then it has a lid. And if you ever need to, roll, you know, ha- have two dice you can use the lid yeah, look like two dice enter and one dice leaves. Mm. Right, two dice. Maybe I am cadaver. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Mad Max Beyond Thunder Dice Tray. Yeah. So that was their last one, and I, I I love that thing, and I use it all the time. So, yeah. nice. so if you like to support the show, support our sponsors, and we'd like to thank EasyRollerDice.com slash cup. Don't forget the Slash Cup. Otherwise, just go to the regular web page, and you can buy all kinds of stuff there. But if you want to find the Kickstarter for the Large Dice Cup with the lid, you got to go to EasyRollerDice.com slash cup, and we thank them for supporting the show. Mm -hmm. They make good products. They They really do. We
1: have announcements. Oh, announcements, yeah. Well, first of all, as of this taping, we know that next week is Gen Con, Mm -hmm. Gen Con 51. Mm -hmm. That's happening, obviously, in lovely Indianapolis. You went to your first last year isn't it? like
0: hmm It was hot and humid. Almost like the way it is right here, right now. That's true. It actually, this would probably be the only time where I wouldn't miss California weather were I to go to Gen Con. Okay. This year.
1: <laughs> Alright. And uh, <laughs> actually in three weeks? No, four.
0: Four is Strategic four weeks, yes. Yep. They're on Liberty Day weekend. Orcon 2018. Yep. And of course, you can find that at strategicon.net. .net, yes. yes. So will you be running anything at that? Yes. I haven't put anything up yet, though. I'm not sure what I want to run. That's I haven't yours. figured that out yet. It is mine. What about you?
2: Uh, nope. I might, I might not even be going. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Well,
0: that's I, I don't know. I don't know. But um, my kids probably won't go. Oh, how come? So, well, uh, they may go on a trip with their mother. Nice. So okay. if they go on that trip, I may actually downgrade my room from a suite to a regular room. I'm just going to make extra sure that they're not going. Right. It would be just your luck. Right.
2: Ah, uh, we didn't want to go.
0: Now you're stuck It'll, in... It's still going to be on the executive suite. <laughs> the executive, <course>. executive level. Because <laughs> you know people. I, I don't like to mingle with... No, the no <laughs> not with the little people. I've got The politarian. Oh, well, that is Soma. Yeah. No, petty bourgeois,
2: not Oh, term. yeah. <clears throat> so <clears throat> at
1: this particular convention, will you be running moment of truth. I probably will. That's probably one of the things I'm going to run, but I'm not sure what setting yet. Okay. So, and here's the great segue. So,
0: moment of truth just recently uh, was put out on beta, or do you consider it? It's beta? out. It's it, it's out. I mean, I'm, I'm going to make some revisions, because now that it's out in the wild, mm-hmm. uh, there's a couple of rules inconsistencies. Uh, m- there's some thing, there a couple clarifications that need to be made. Mm-hmm. I know what I intended, but that's not what I wrote. <laughs> um, I'm sure...
2: <laughs> well, Sage Dave is going to... Uh, no, no, to I don't know but yeah. No, no,
0: <laughs> but, actually, <coughs> but, but also, yeah. the, the, uh, so some of my examples, especially yep. for character creation, the character creation rules changed, and I didn't change the examples, so I need to go in and modify a couple of examples. But sure. people are putting stuff on the forum okay. for me right now, and I will make changes to it. I have the the original um, InDesign files.
1: So, you're, and you're also going to be put if, when you make those changes, they're going to go on the drive-through RPG. It's already on drive-through RPG. Oh, I didn't know that. Pay what you want. Okay. So, the I like to throw a curveball to Stu every time I'm on the show, and the curveball is so now that it's out, uh, Moment of Truth has been a pet project of yours
0: for quite a while. About five years. About five years, yep. and it's been in development, Maybe but no. Tappy and I first started talking about it before he moved away, so it's been at least seven years. Okay. So... And you and Casey before that? Tappy is when we really started talking about the actual mechanics that made it into the game. Okay. So, probably
1: about a year and a half, maybe two, is when you buckled down and actually uh, yeah. decided, okay, I'm going to clean this up get this actually formalized and actually make it into a document and put it out into the wild for other people to use. so now that you've done that now that you've made a actual product that has gone out to other people both good and bad what are your first thoughts about that about the entirety of the experience it's a lot of work
0: okay (laughs) it's a huge amount of work so i've heard yeah so um, go well, please not not worth the amount of time I put into it. <laughs> I mean as far as I mean I haven't gone and checked recently but I doubt uh, on a pay what you want model sales are going to ever get to the point where they're going to compensate me for for the time I put into it. Pay what, what
1: you want is a very problematic kind of business model, but
0: we can get Well, into that I, my yeah, my, my original idea with the game is I was going to put out the core basic core rules of the right. game. For free, because you can just go to momentoftruthrpg.com com and get them for free. Download exactly the same file you can get off of drive through Because sure. I didn't do the exclusive thing. No, no, that's fine. So, um, but people can go in, and there there have been some people who've who've pit through, thrown a little money at it through through uh, drive through. Um, but the setting books is the, are are the books that I'm actually going to charge for. Those won't be pay what you want. Okay. Because so. like blood blade and tusk, there's a, a n- huge amount of work into in that thing. Yes. And it's, Big, vast dominions, right? Vast dominions is probably going to be th- the next one. I'm guessing. Seriously, you're going to do blood, uh, blood, blood, blade and Tusk. <laughs> Thank you. First, before vast dominion. Well, it's closest to being finished. Huh. Um, I'm also running it currently. Sure. Just started running. It's beta it. testing. And it's also that's part of it too. Um, magic system, especially. I want to make sure that it's very playable because the original version of the magic system was super complex. More complex than it should be, considering the fact that I don't want a complex game. Ironic. Uh, Okay, I'm hesitating because I don't know if
1: you want to go down this rabbit hole, but... Okay. Oh, but I'm curious to know more. I, I went out, so... What are you changing about the magic system specifically?
0: Um, you, In a high level, you have you, well, you have specific skills you need right. to be able to do spells, and you have to have these skills control the various forces of magic, right? Right. And at first, there were twelve of them, I think. Okay. Uh, so it was. It's a lot, and you have to put. It's a lot of skills to put points. It's a lot of skills, to, lot of skills to to yeah. to put points into. Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't have a huge number of skill points anyway, so right I, right I, I, sh- I scaled that down to like seven or okay. maybe eight, something like that, and then consolidated some into to to, to simplify that. I've also um, I I threw out what I had for the improvisational magic thing and made it a lot more freeform. Okay, it's dangerous to cast improvisational magic. Okay, but you basically tell the gm this is what i want to do the gm will say okay you're going to need you're going you need this force and this force those skills yeah and then go ahead and roll whatever your lowest is plus your casting and then there's a there's a bad thing that can happen if you but you, you have that, that
2: option roll. it's like you can now cast a spell whether you know what it is whatever or
0: not. You're, you're you're thinking of and yeah. the gm can and there's and there's there's little hints in there on how to balance if someone comes up with a really powerful improvisational spell some some of them have kind of a backlash mechanic to them like there's there's a spell where where the the um, the mage can heal someone quickly, but they actually take on a portion of the damage mm-hmm. oh, okay. in w- in minor damage, which is easily healed. Psychic like backlash, yeah, yeah, kind a, of like um, a, yeah. The reason I
1: ask is because for what I had been writing, which <laughs> need to finish, uh, for uh, Skull and Bones, which was the place that I was doing under right. moment of truth there the and. To explain that a little bit, that's actually uh, s- sorcery and cutlass and sorcery as opposed I to like sword that. and sorcery. I like that. I like that. Cutlass
2: and, mm-hmm. so and cat trips.
1: There you go. Cutlass and cat trips. And the way that people would do that were through paths. So it was okay. witch paths is what it's called in, in mm-hmm. when it wrote up. So you could say you were talking about... Uh, witch path. Oh the, the the path of Saint Difna, which is one to be able to deal with uh, sea creatures I think or something like that right and so it was okay you take that you roll against it as opposed to there being skills so right. I was curious to, and it was kind of free form as well but I mm-hmm. hadn't really gone too far into
0: it yet right so I was really curious to see it so there's a there's an yeah. existing spell list of about 60 spells maybe mm-hmm and and they have they say you need to have these forces to use these spells and depending on what college you belong to because you can belong to different uh, that could be a mage part. colleges. Yeah. Um, you will you you have certain spells that you have access to. Okay. If you can if you find the formula for a spell and you happen to have the prerequisites, mm-hmm. you can just spend some time studying the book and then you can cast the spell whenever you want. Okay. So but th- you start out with like some basic spells. So I love how you put him on the spot so that he could solve the magic thing for you so you can continue writing the... Oh, no. The I, I, I actually... Run. I would wow. en- I would <laughs> encourage you to, to do the magic the way you're thinking of doing it and not try to unitize it with what I'm doing at all. Well... Because... It,
1: it, it, yeah, it, it's part of the fact that, that <coughs> being a, a writer and publisher of dirty hippie games, I tend to leave things a little more free-form sure. in terms of that because right. it's a little easier for me not that it's better. it's it, It's just easier for me to wrap my mind around to say that it's more of a petitioning of forces to be able to see if you can sure. do it. And then, if not, then you have a, a backlash, which is pretty nasty. Right. So, yeah, There's a
0: backlash mechanic. In
1: okay' the, in there. So, does magic, too. So you, a lot of work on it, so the InDesign, so what was the biggest surprise of what you had, what you experienced while putting this out as an actual product? Um, you mean
0: as far as the process? Sure. We'll start there. Uh, I started laying it out... I laid it out myself, and it was okay. And then I, a, a listener volunteered to lay it out for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the latest version of it, he's credited in the book. Um, and he did, he's basically learning layout and design and mm-hmm. did a fantastic job on it. Added a lot of graphic elements to it and stuff like that. Because the, 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 for me, the the, the there's... No artwork in it whatsoever. I knew that it's a core. It's a it's yeah, a, it's know, a, core, a core book. But um, you know, and, and going around and looking and pricing art's expensive.
2: <laughs> yes, it, is. Yes, it right. is.
0: Good art. Yeah, yeah. I mean, bad art. There,
2: you still have to pay for it.
0: Well, there, there's there's a, there are a few people on Drive Through who are putting out uh, royalty free artwork. Yes, and some uh, of it is licensed for republishing and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Um a acquaintance of mine through Google+, James Shields, He does uh, portfolios of different types of artwork that he sells for publication. I, I, I don't remember the specifics, so if James is listening, I apologize, I get it wrong. but uh, if you search that <coughs> out, that might be available just to add a stock
0: art or a specific stock art that's not too generic. You know, uh, <coughs> right, and and that and and the, that's the stock art stuff they have on Drive the Refugee is more reasonable, yeah, price wise because that's stuff that people have already done and they've maybe it was a commission or maybe it wasn't, but sure, <coughs> they're just putting it out there to be able to basically generate some more revenue off of it. Okay, so there, I, there's a few things like that I had. Now I've one of the things that I'm going to try to do, and I've got to get the the setting books done before I can really. I started it, but I just can't right now. Is to do like a quarterly periodical. Really? That okay. It's gonna either include like NPCs and other adventures and it'll support settings that are, exist for that
1: with your copious amounts of spare time. With my
0: copious amount. That's why I have to get those things done first before I can go into that. Okay. Because it's just too much.
2: Okay. So basically he's creating a game so he can
0: scratch his journalistic edge. Well, so yeah. he can actually put out the magazine. That's really what he wants to do. Right. Oh, that's
1: perfectly fine. I was on
0: seven days of, of steroids and I was so sick I didn't even write a zine. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I know, so am I. I'm shocked. But you look buff. This is when you're the most creative. <laughs> if Split by drums. buff you mean enormous, <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> no, okay. So
1: what, if you could, uh, outside of the, the easy advice to people who are thinking about it, which is don't do it, but what piece of advice would
0: you give to people who are wanting to go down this particular path? Allow yourself an enormous amount of time. Because it... it once you start doing it, you start, you, you sort of, I, I sort of pieced out, okay, here's the things I need to work out. I need mm-hmm. to have a dice mechanic, and I like to have one dice mechanic for everything, and I ended up having two, because there's a damage dice mechanic, which is different. Right. Um, <coughs> but figure out your dice mechanic and character generation, <coughs> and then you're going to start realizing, oh, I need rules for this, oh, I need rules for that, oh, I need rules for falling or I need rules Grappling. for burning to death. Encumbrance. Incum- well, I don't have encumbrance. I fuck encumbrance. I'm not putting encumbrance in the uh, There's no weights on anything. In fact, there's no cost to anything in the core book. There's a bunch of weapons and all the stats for them. it does not say mm. how much any of them cost. Okay. That would be left to the setting books.
1: So, but... Um, so when you say more time, do you mean like hours spent or yes. like
0: the overall... Both. Okay. Both. Because, I mean, the... There's all kinds of things that I started. Once I started doing it, I realized often in playtesting, mm-hmm. oh, I don't have any rules for this healing rules. Forgot sure. to put in healing rules early on. Had to come up with something. Why on the would you? You know what they are, right? Well, no, I actually didn't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't think of them. And and um, it's but a, I think it's a harsh game. I think if if I because w- you don't heal. Mm-hmm. I'm already starting to take notes on what I would do for the second edition. Really? Okay. Uh, And it mostly is going to be scaling down and simplifying
2: I I have to say, just to add to this, that that, um, years ago I made a comic book in college and stuff. It was a long experience of it. And Mm -hmm. the actual creation of the comic book was fine. That was easy. It was the talking to the publisher, getting the money, finding the artist, Mm -hmm. uh, getting the four color separations, dealing with all of that stuff. That's the hard part is the actual publishing part. And I think, Dave, you probably have a bigger insight on this because wasn't your first game printed? Yeah. Literally? Oh, like yeah. Like a physical print. Uh, so and that's a journey in and of itself.
1: So one thing, and, and actually it's something I always say to people who are saying, you know, I want to, to publish a game. And I, I know even said it to Jason about Demigods, which is, do you want to be a game creator or do you want to be a game publisher? And I separated Even though that most of the time it's the, sa- you know, the same Although not all the time no, But A
0: lot of one man shops were. Oh, I've right. heard <laughs> um,
1: but, the que- but the reason why I always say that Is to get people to start thinking About the fact that it is a different skill set you know, That completely. there are there's, a, there's the game and then there's the industry right. Aspects And just
2: because you're great at being able to design a game Doesn't mean you're good at marketing it Or talking to a printer yeah. Or keeping up on your back stock Or even packaging
1: One of the things that, uh, or or one of the people that really are interesting to follow uh, when it comes to the industry is uh, Fred Hicks of Evil Hat, Mm -hmm. because Fred's very clear that he doesn't really have a chance to write games anymore, create games. He's too busy doing the industry aspects of, of Evil Hat, and he... Does a phenomenal job of sending out. Uh, I'm not because numbers. that is not
2: an unusual story. No, heard no, this, it's heard not. This across industries. But it's he's like the
1: big guy. He, he's the big name to be able to say, "Well, who? I want to know more about the, the back end aspects of it. Just seek out, you know, uh, Fred on Twitter or whatever, or, or his website. He talks about it very openly, and it's very uh enlightening and eye opening to show the kind of work that he has to put in to be able to have the library that he will have does the continual schedule that we that he continually has for me personally and I am a two eh, 2.5 person shop you know that uh, we schedule out what we're putting out easily Three months, four months in advance, and even that's really small because we're only oh, doing. Must,
2: it's still pretty tight. That's still pretty tight. <coughs> Two months is very ambitious for a lot of people. Uh, yeah. A lot of comic books don't <coughs> even get that. Yeah, it and they're supposed to be monthly. <laughs> <laughs> un- un-
1: unless you. No, I'm not, yeah, not going to make fun of on, anybody. No, I'm not going to make fun well, of well, anybody. They're, they're not going to buy your book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Too busy it. drawing. There you go. That's true. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it is a lot of Back end work that most people don't consider marketing. You mentioned that it's right. something that you know you definitely need to continually do all the time, daily, sometimes more than just once a day, to be able to continue maintaining momentum for both what you have out there and also what
2: will be going out oh, soon. Sure. Yeah, see, know? I haven't done it, almost none of that. Except that Stu has a head start Because he's been uh, the the captain of a ship Called the Poxy Boggers for a long time And yep. is, and we put out 12 CDs now And Stu pretty much has, has been Steering the, the success of this group mm-hmm. by Almost single-handedly And has made great decisions <coughs> For the most part and, and is anticipating the market And I think he's very astute with this But it is a completely different skill set Than writing music Yes. There's the creative of the music, and then there's the making CDs, marketing, and all that. That's a right. whole different thing. It's the same with games. And I think a lot of people go into games thinking, I'm going to make a game, and it's going to be great, and everybody's going to love it. Well, no, because you still got to good art. Well, it, people will. You different. will do it, and you may get it out. It's mm-hmm. just
1: that number of people right. may not be the same. Right. Right. In fact, one thing I always suggest to people, it, true, t- is that if you want to know how to do the independ- independent publishing Go into independent music resources about how to market really hey, oh, oh, God, really? yes. I think that the, the lessons that I <coughs> personally learned while well, uh, being in a punk rock band, because that's very do it yourself, that's really, yeah, you know, is. You
2: know fuck the establishment, we're going to make this ourselves. Yeah. Well,
1: it's not, really, it's not necessarily you know, screw the establishment. It's based on the fact that, well, we don't care about the establishment because they don't, don't pay attention to us, so we, we won't care about lie, them.
2: Dave. What's that? You're being polite. I'm being polite.
1: <laughs> Do you notice how I switched from, from the F word to screw? screw. <laughs> I See? did. I, I did that for the kids. <laughs> but seriously, uh, mu- independent music marketing is a great resource for people who are starting out to be able to determine what may need to go into it, the different types of uh things to consider, both for creation, publication, and, and just maintaining the ship, you know? So the fact that you, to had the experience doing that, that actually, did, and of course the Happy Jacks uh, community there, which was right. a niche market, or a start of the market, or the audience that you have gave you a leg up that wouldn't necessarily be there for other folks.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, and even this podcast had a leg up because of the Poxy Boggards. Because the first when as soon as we started the podcast, we had two or three episodes out. I went on the Poxy Boggards mailing list, which at the time we had 2,000 people on it. And I said, by the way, if you listen, if you, if you do any tabletop RPGs, uh, Stork, Stu, and Tappy are doing a, a podcast every week. Here's the link. And boom, four or five hundred listeners.
1: Before I forget... If you take away nothing about this, and trust me, you will. But the one thing I always say for people who are starting out to put out their 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 own games or or what have you is to develop your mailing list because your mailing list is going to be the people that you need to depend on not just in terms of your you know your books but also <coughs> help get the word out to provide uh, <coughs> guidance and in. Those are the people who are going to be the, the first step in the long journey that you're going to be taking.
2: And there's the, the loyalty factor too. Yes. You're not going to be able to maintain a schedule or, or anything without people, without that pressure, without that deadline. Yep. If you don't have a mailing list, you're just going to go, ah, I'm not going to do this anymore. It's, it's actually like... Well, you're throwing I, it in ether. You truly are. I've got are. 300 yeah. people depending on me to get it out by this date. I mean, I, I always work best under a deadline. I don't work well under pressure, but I work west... It's like, <coughs> everything needs to be done by this point, and I need to get it done. And a mailing list, if you promise people a, a, a product, more than more than just getting it out there, there's... They are, they are waiting for it. They're sending emails, they're, and they will kick you in the ass to get it done, because... I guarantee you, in the process of creation, there are long, dark moments when you're sitting in a room going, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is fucking hard. this. And then the sun comes up the next day, yeah. and you're still going, I don't want to I do don't this anymore. I still don't want to do this. I don't do, why am I putting myself <laughs> through this? And you're laughing uproariously because there are long, dark moments where you're just like, this isn't worth it. And then and then these emails come in, and you're like, uh, I, I promised them. A you know why lie. we do this? For the fans. <laughs> well, no. You do it, you do it because you don't also don't want to be a douchebag. It's like, I did promise you I would get it out by this day. God damn it. And I I work best under by having that deadline. Otherwise, if it's open-ended, it won't get done. And I think that's true of all
0: artists. If it's open-ended, did will it get done?
1: No.
2: No.
0: <laughs> sorry, I, I, don't, I don't give timelines. I can't <laughs> remember.
1: All. Actually, that was one of the best things. I, when... Uh, started getting serious about it, I actually sent an email out to uh, different publishers and creators out in the industry to say, what piece of advice would you give yourself that you know now that you didn't know when you started? And two of them literally said, do not give deadlines because well, of damn. that very reason. Well, Mic So, drop right so there. don't listen
0: to me
2: then, because I need a deadline. Otherwise, I won't get it done.
1: Oh no, you can have a deadline, <laughs> but you just don't tell what other people. Oh, I uh, see. Uh, you don't tell
2: what that okay. is, because
1: then it's all magic.
2: Yeah, and and you do have to build in a cushion for stuff to go sideways, like when the printer prints everything awkward, mm-hmm. like wrong, and you're like, uh, call It's supposed to be out next
1: week, uh, or float, and whatever you think it, it's going to be, double it. Double it. Yes. Do
2: There's There's that that, uh, you ever see the Money Pit? Yes. Okay. The Money Pits is uh, it's a mo- old Tom movie. Two weeks. Yeah. yeah. And it's about it's about uh, building a house and stuff. And and the and the, uh, the contractor is always saying two weeks. It's only going to be two weeks. And whenever you talk to a publishing artists, the typesetters, it's two weeks. It's always going to be two weeks. And it turns into how long? Did it? Four months?
1: <laughs> Easily.
2: <laughs> Easily.
1: The <laughs> reason I'm chuckling is because uh, when we were doing but- Bedlam Hall. Which was the last thing that we published. Uh, we were really thinking that we had a lot of runway because we were expecting at the time to have the book published and ready to go for that Gen Con that we went to. And If you guys
2: haven't seen Bedlam Hall, it's a beautiful book. It's out. Oh, yeah. Awesome. com. Yeah. It's but, gorgeous. But that's not my point with this. So. We well, thought my point is, it got, finally got done, and it's yeah. gorgeous, up to his standards.
1: Oh, but that <laughs> took forever. I mean, flat out, that took forever, because the issues that came up with it had nothing to do with whether or not it was written, or the artwork, or the layout, or anything like that. It was literally the last-minute printing that came up, <coughs> didn't expect it, which, you know, you there was no way to do it, and I went round and round with my publisher, who I will not mention on broadcast, but they had a lot of difficulty getting what I wanted from, you know, or or I had difficulty getting it from them until finally I had to call in favors from, from the Vampire Mafia to basically go in there and threaten them to get it to happen. Well, not threaten them, just to speak very quietly to them, and it made it happen. So...
2: It's it's a whole different world. Yes. Trying to get things done to, up to your standards and stuff, and that's that's the sad thing. I mean, I, I wanted to be a comic book artist for years, and you can make your own comic book, and that's great. The, the, what we revel in is the creation of our of this thing, bringing it to life and getting out to the people. It, you have to deal with so many broken toys and bad systems and and red tape. That, I didn't actually yourself, print. I don't even know why I'm doing this anymore. That's well, one of the
0: reasons I didn't You print. have the luxury now, because in this modern age, that, that it's almost have a detriment to, to print. Right. Yeah. Well I don't think it's a detriment to print. You'll but just be sitting but, but a- boy, I'm glad I didn't print without it being out there for a while, because now there's a bunch of stuff I have to fix. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah.
2: <coughs> Let me ask you this when, uh, when after you printed your first stuff, did you have to go back and make some changes and revisions or, or did uh, you just for live Spirit
1: with it? Spirit seventy seven? You know the clever answer is me looking at the camera saying, No, it was perfect. But the truth is that there, there were certain things that we literally just
0: decided we're going to
1: live with this.
2: And was there anything that happened later? Like, because Stu is discovering that people found loopholes or were able to break
0: uh, it? No, it's part of the apocalypse. There's no rules anyway. Oh, <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> wow. <I> hate you. <laughs> You know, he's a transmission specialist. You can tell, by the way, that beautiful transmission just went right (laughs) over you. Attached to that bus.
1: (laughs) Listen here. First of all, there are a lot of rules, okay? But we like to call them guidelines. Okay. All right. (laughs) We, We encourage certain things. We do that. Are we gonna? Are we gonna, Are we gonna no, box we're about not. this? No, are we we're going not. to? No, we're not really. We actually <laughs> no, have a lot of emails week. to read. so No, <laughs> oh, <I, laughs>
0: you're bringing me back I next week. Oh, because yeah. oh, Tappy's gonna be here too. Okay, he's like, mm. yeah, it's, it's someone's... sounds. Yeah, you should, I should Come back next week. There's a great email next week about PBTA. And I, I got it. I'm like, finally. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> come back uh, next week, and you and Tappy can hash no, it No, 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 no. So,
1: I do. Getting back to the PBTA stuff is a different thing, but... um, Publishing. Publishing. There were things that were... that had come up in terms of... and I'm trying to think of the the best scenario. I, I know that there probably was, but not for the core book. I think that um, there were typos, definitely that made me go, "Oh, jeez,
2: Louise." So you play tested enough out of it, or, you, or, or the, oh yeah, apart, yeah, was, we was had tested.
1: Well, we had started testing Spirit of Seventy Seven easily two years before we actually had published, and we were doing it. You know, we we actually were testing as soon as we had probably maybe twenty pages originally written. Because we wanted to just get it out to into a, a scenario to say we, let's see what happens. Yeah, so let's see what happens, right? Yeah, yeah. So get up and
2: rocking, and then we can. Yeah, it was total smoke tests,
1: it. and it was actually probably the best thing for to do because it wasn't necessarily just a rule <coughs> testing, but mm-hmm. it was also us figuring out well, what do we want. Our adventures to look like. No, you now
2: you're actually working with a proven system that sort of been out there and working for a while. Stu's actually building it from the ground up. Right. So he's going to run into problems that you didn't. Yeah. Have, well, that's actually like,
0: the other thing is that I had hours in front of Small Roller, which is a little program, mm-hmm. a PC program, to do dice. It tells you what dice probabilities are under different circumstances. It's actually very flexible. So you can put it, you can set it up to, to do a dice pool and see, okay, how many dice with what the target number is, how many successes and, and all the little charts and things, because you need to know that stuff going in when you're just
1: savage worlds. In. I don't
0: know what right. your problem is.
1: <laughs> no, um, the challenge with your system, which is a fine system, is uh, because you had it based off of a universal type of environment. Right. Uh, you did have to have the kind of edge case, you know, analysis that. I probably wouldn't have had because most of the games that I've been doing are very uh, setting and genre specific. Mm-hmm. You know, Spirit obviously had you know. There's not a lot of uh, although you know magic system. Well, there kind of is, but not really formalized. But the,
2: and the Apocalypse system had been out and worked.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, he's, yeah. It he's, didn't he's verify. coming up with the system Although right yeah, I
0: mean, you're doing a lot of creation when you're coming up with playbooks and moves. No, and I'm not. Like no, no. That's not my point. I'm not belittling mm-hmm. that at oh, all. Oh no, but no. You're no I didn't think you were creating
2: an entire game right. engine yourself on top of coming up with a, a specific stuff as well. Oh yeah, so he's definitely. Got, he's got the, uh, more pitfalls than the rest of us. Which is, oh, that's an exploit. I had no idea, and now right. it's printed. Oops. I now I need. And to there fix are that. there
0: are a couple of those that slip through. Yeah. Dappy found one big surprise.
2: <laughs> but also,
1: you know, one of the the pitfalls that I tried to fall or, or I tried to fall into—I really have to say because I was not perfect. Is that you have this concept of saying I'm going to have balance for every you know Everybody's type of scenario, and you know be what? Sometimes. Game yeah. systems aren't going to be
0: balanced, and that's you know. I, I'm going to say that none of them are. I don't think you should try. I well, <laughs> I mean, you don't want to have the thing where you have one one player steamrolling over everyone else. Yeah. So you have to have it to a certain extent. But sure. <clears throat> I'm going to say that no game system is balanced. There's some that are maybe better than others, <laughs> but there's
2: you can you can exploit any game system if, yeah. if you if you're clever enough or if you really want to.
1: Yeah. Um, you, you know,
2: there's nothing hacker-proof.
1: Oh well, the the, the challenge with PBTA games, <laughs> and just speaking from my limited experience, your mileage may vary, is that it requires a lot of the the heavy lifting and the guidelines of not breaking the system on the responsibility yeah. of the player, right? Because the yeah. players, you know, are contributing to the story. So you really have to say, okay, I'm doing this, but I'm not going to go beyond what I think is fair for the story because, you know, the player and the GM have, you know,
2: equal stakes in the game. So, gosh, why would players honor that ever? They, they, that happens in every game. I, you find people that... They find it...
1: That's why you're no we're longer we're the we're bank when right. we play Monopoly, because you
2: cheat like a bitch. Fair enough. <laughs> One for you, two for me. One for you, three for me. But I... Uh, I'll make you some change. Uh, I understand. <laughs> I understand. I, and no, no, it's, I mean... This, this might actually be... A, we should just get the two of you guys, maybe with Tappy, and maybe even Casey, and you guys get together and just talk about game design and stuff, because it's... a. Uh, I think people... Everybody has... Gr- delusions of grandeur. We want to write write a game. We want to write a comic book. We want to write a book. But after the actual writing, you start with them. I'm going to write a book this is going to be great. I'm going to write. Th- I've got this great fantasy novel based on my, you know, but, exploits.
1: Well, I'm laughing because you start with them. But I'm sure both Stu and I can say that yeah, we've lost those delusions of oh, yeah. now.
2: Well, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's the point <laughs> is that after you're done writing, you know, your one draft, and you hand it to people. They're like, "This sucks," and "This is wrong," and "This is wrong." And then you get all, well, you guys, you, why would you? This is my like." Every writer has to go through rewrites. You have to work on this stuff, and it's not fun. The actual creation of something that is good is not fun. You, I, I what was it? Uh, I think it was Ray Bradbury. I was at, I was at, lucky enough to hear him speak at my college. Said I do three rewrites
0: minimum. Right.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. And if you write one more in Peace*, I can't imagine rewriting it three times. Oh, I don't right? remember.
0: I don't remember which author it was, but there was an author. Which I took a uh, magazine journalism class in college. That was no. you? No, that was me. Oh. And there was a lot of people in that class who... Uh, some of them wanted to be like uh, what do you know, like feature writers. Sure. Um, but there were a lot of people in there who were like aspiring novelists. Sure. And I, Hemingway? I don't remember who it was, but our professor was telling us that some author... I think it was Hemingway. Before he would write... When he would sit down to write... He would he drink would, four glasses of scotch. He would read... The entirety of what he had written so far, mm. and then start and then continue writing. What I read
1: was, but that, I don't know if that was Hemingway. Know, it know. might have been, but what I had read is that when Tolkien got to certain points and he realized, oh, I should have gone this way with the plot. He would start from the very beginning, beginning and start rewriting from wow. The,
0: yeah. And so which well that way at least you know you're not you're not gonna miss anything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, but here's the point. The creation part is actually the fun part the wrestling it into a shape that is actually digestible for everybody else that you can read or that you can play or that you can watch or or look at is the hard part. And it's not fun. It's killing your babies. You have to edit. It's uh, talking to a middleman in order to get it published and they're not reasonable and they're not nice and they they cost money a lot. Uh, All of that stuff is not fun. And yet, at the end of it, you end up with this product and it's... At the at the end of the day, you're done. You're like, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to see this <clears throat> effing thing anymore.
1: That was something Jason Morningstar said. Is that you know when your your game is done when you are sick? I think it was Jason Morningstar who's when you are sick of it and do not want to look at it. Again. Right. That's when you're ready to put it out in the world. And whether or not that's true or not, I couldn't say. But I sure should
2: understand
0: it. Right. A you know, work of art is never finished; only it, abandoned.
2: Right. <laughs> and, and so, so that's the the fallacy of creation is the creating part is the fun part that's the neat part it's getting it whipped into shape for consumption
0: by the media or <coughs> anybody and, I mean that I mean, and, and any, in any Sucks. book you're going to try to do even if you're talking about something that's reasonably rules light like Powered by the Apocalypse you're still I mean you've got to come up fun, fun parts coming up with the, the movies yeah. coming up with the playbooks yeah. that stuff's probably fun even, but then even, you have to sit down art. then you have to sit down and write the whole book mm. Mm. You have to write your introduction. You have to write your introduction to role-playing if you're going to include something like that in it. And then you're going to have to go through and explain everything because you can't assume that someone knows Apocalypse World like the back of their hand, right?
1: That, okay, so the new game that I'm working on, A Town Called Malice, is not powered by the Apocalypse. It's based off of a system called the Story Pillar System that was put out by uh, Protagonist Industries Home by Dark. And it's actually very driven by more of a, a fiasco dice pool setting. Mm-hmm. And the reason I mention this is that a lot of what I had to do was, while writing, make sure my examples really were clear. Yeah. Not just because to read it, but to make sure that I was 100% sure of the system, the system. But also the fact I was explaining my take on the system more than just the narrative, me explaining the rules, to make sure that I gave a working example of it. And that
2: can be a more challenging than you'd think, you know? Uh, I love working examples. Whenever I read the books, I, uh, I go through the working example, yeah. and, the, and I spend time on that, because that makes more sense to me than the abstraction numbers and stuff. Yeah. Don't and do that in the moment, a moment of truth really or so wrong. Right, well, <laughs> I've
0: heard that. <laughs> we can go on yeah. with this. We can make yeah. a whole show about this. But yeah. We have oh, yeah. Us. Hey, you know why don't we read a letter? Let's read an email. (laughs) Gming for newbies. This is from Matthew. Greetings, exalted ones. I'm sure you've had this question like this somewhere in the backlog, but I'm not going to go digging. I don't blame you. Yeah, me either. So I just had my 10 year high school reunion, and long story short, a lot of screaming and a lot of hugging. (laughs) That's that's a 10 year high school reunion. And everybody Right, it's only ten years. They haven't all lost their hair yet. That's right. The right. twenty, and they're 20, not that fat. Twenty years, it's like, oh my. Yeah, we God. all got old. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, you really let yourself go. I can't no, wait for my thirty. It's twenty years. My 30s is going to be coming up. Twenty twenty. You go to the, You actually go to those things. I went to the. I went to my ten and I went to my 20 they You're a brave yeah. man. They're fun. Okay. they're fun. I saw people that I talked to twenty years ago. Um, it said. T- 10-year high school reunion, and long story short, uh, I'm going to be DMing a game for some of my old video gamer friends from high school relatively soon. Now, I have plenty of experience GMing, been doing it for just over 10 years, but not since my first game have I GMed for newbies. Oh. Normally, as a GM, I try to run a very sandboxy game. My goal as a GM is often just to get the car- get out of my players get out of my player's way as quickly as possible. I might do something sort of on the rails to start a campaign, but with the goal that the player's uh, exiting that first adventure with the resources and contacts to pursue the things that interest them. Good on you. Uh, However, for new players used to playing World of Warcraft and straightforward tactical video game RPGs and other video games, I don't want to end up giving them decision paralysis Mm. by overwhelming them with options and potential plot hooks too soon. So I ask you all for advice on how to make the first game special for some new bloods. What Ooh. do what should I do? What should I not do? How should I change up my GM style if at all? PS, after you discuss the above, I told them I would quote run D&D for them and that's what I intend to do. Mm-hmm. That is run D&D 5th edition. But I usually run Gurps. Yeah. Uh, or other games, I didn't get a you yeah. You were waiting out of for that, that the entire time. I was. I, I didn't get a yeah. No, out I, out of that I, guy. I did. You just couldn't hear me over. Day. You watch your ass. I was just watching placing saddles. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got just got to the Lily von v- Lily von Lily von Strupp scene. Strupp. <laughs> La 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 la. <laughs> ah. I'd
2: love that. And only you and I know why. That's fun. Well, in this room, you and I would know what this movie because she's actually lampooning
0: Lili, uh, uh, the woman who's saying Marlena Dietrich. Uh, Marlena Dietrich, right?
2: Who who? Was German, and then she was a method actor at the time and there was no method acting. And so she said, "They don't know how to sing." So she actually made she sabotaged her singing career for that role. It's convoluted. There Lili Marleen, yeah. Lili, balling.
1: <laughs> Lili Uh Not to mention the pun of her character's last name being Stupp.
0: Oh yeah, what do you mean? Look it up, kids. Google, you'll find it. And I mean, there's American Indians or Native Americans in there who Poon. who who are who are, who are speaking. Yiddish. Uh, Yiddish. Oh, I thought you were talking about the last name of Poon being American Indian. No. Okay.
1: That's from Fletch. Back when Chevy Chase was funny.
2: Was he, though? He was just drunk. No, I like Fletch. Fletch Fletch is a funny movie. Yeah, it is. It's better than Modern Problems. Never saw Modern Problems. Oh, I have. (laughs) It doesn't hold up. (laughs) No, it doesn't. Fletch holds up.
0: (laughs) Wow, you brought up Modern Problems. Wow. Zach and I sat down and watched... um, uh, saving Private Ryan. Oh my God! Yeah, that's what, heavy. What he wanted? He did to cry. Party? No, In the first five minutes, or, or is it five
1: or ten? Actually, the the, the, the landing scene. He was okay. Oh no, yeah, he's, he's playing no video games. He's, yeah, I was he's about to there. say.
0: Yeah, I remember seeing that in the theater and being absolutely. Old. Well, he started asking me questions about Normandy, about the the Normandy landing, and and like how how many people died. So there was a lot. And a lot of American soldiers died because there was some problems with some shelling and stuff and they thought they hit some spots and they didn't hit them and the, and then, the, the and then all of the airborne concrete. units got yeah. got dropped in the wrong places cuz of course all the, the pilots of the planes were being shot at and they don't want to die and he, so, <laughs> and you lost him after well there were problems and no but he's like well well it says he wanted to know about the landing okay and i said well i have this movie and if you want to watch the the sequence it's not it's actually not the opening sequence but it's it's close all the all the early. true, It says there's the Old, it's the old yeah. man in the... in The, the, the framing device. Right. But uh, he watched it. He's like, wow. And,
1: and at like, the end of the movie, you find out he's Kaiser Soze. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I mean, it's like some some of those... What are the LSTs? What are those boats called? The, the landing craft? I can't remember what they were called. For, it, for now, we will call okay. them LSTs. There's some of those boats. Not one guy got off. Yeah. They all died. It's like... She'll just left the flap up. They made out of plywood,
2: dude. <laughs> it's crazy. And... uh I think actually, as a side note, I think when that movie was released, uh, a lot of World War veterans uh, were went to it and they warned their friends, like, uh, e- "Oh yeah. be careful." There uh, are people who there were there were
0: there were vetr- veterans Tola- who, yes. of the, of that landing who Flat had bags. trouble watching it. it, was a, it was a, yeah, it's a full on trigger warning. Because I mean, and the, and the, they do the whole thing with the yeah. shaky yeah. camera, yeah. Yep. and it's like almost sped up a little bit, so it's like more frenetic and more frantic than it would be just I sitting comfortably in your chair watching it?
2: It was it was basically talked about as being the most realistic depiction of that scene that's ever been in, which is probably right, why yeah, you yeah. picked that. And enough veterans said, yeah, I, I can't... Uh, trigger warnings. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Do you Go want ahead.
1: your Stork trivia for tonight? Sure. So, of the, the soldiers that landed on Normandy, mm-hmm. one of them was James Doohan from Star Trek, I who played... That. You know, Scotty. Yep. Scotty, and he, in the battle, lost a finger. Like one, like I think, like his ring I finger. did not know that. And so he, you, you never see it in. the shoot around uh, it. Yeah, but but yeah. So he was not just a, uh, a veteran, but he had a Purple Heart from it. And so, you know, it, it's you know James Doohan was much more of a badass than you probably imagined. At the and time. he's not
2: actually Scottish. No. His accent is so authentic <laughs> Well <laughs> I, He's like second generation or something he, There were enough right. people in his family that maybe drew upon it But yeah, uh, You
1: actually hear his normal speaking voice yeah. In the m- Magnum PI. Oh. Yeah No, no, no In the Oh, oh Golden
0: Girls Return Not <laughs> a Return of the Arkham Yeah, he, he played Blanche <laughs> right. Yeah, well, yeah When what's Her Name was sick Yeah <laughs> He stepped in for a little bit Anyway, I'm gonna go back to the Hey, yes. why don't you uh, but I usually run GURPS or other games that aren't D and D because of most of the reasons you would understand. Here, here. Yeah. Um, I do know five E and I am more cap- uh, more than capable of running it. But would any of you recommend a different system for complete newbies? I don't want to run GURPS, eh, uh, because I want them to be able to make their own characters. I don't know. And I don't want to scare them away f- with my GURPS collection.
2: It's uh, he, probably fine. <laughs> he's going to use them into it. Hey, hey, I, I lady, know there's GURPS light, but there's still, you know. Mighty, do you want to see my GURPS collection? <laughs> <laughs> Get off. I used to have a stack Get of Get off books, this subway. I used to have a big stack of GURPS books. I had
1: big stacks. I'm just kidding. I, I, um, <laughs> I, I honestly think that he probably should uh, run. Five E for them. But I, I they're, agree. It, I they're agree. brand new. That that's really the coin in realm. You,
0: they ask for D and D. Give them D yeah. and D. and it's a good version. It's a good edition, and it's it's good enough.
1: It will be good for them in because not only will they you know get thrown into like the, the deep end of the pool, but it will allow them post game to be able to make references to their first gaming experience, and they'll say, "Hey, I played it." D&D for the first time as and opposed to saying I th- played GURPS for the first and time. And people right.
2: have a general understanding of what they're supposed to do with D&D as opposed yeah. to just GURPS. What am I supposed to do?
0: Anything you want. Oh no. Right. And already you started with analysis. Well yeah I mean it, it, the fact that you're giving them character classes. Yes. I think for, for new characters yeah. is probably a pretty pretty good yes. idea. Give them an archetype archetype they can, can build yeah. around. Yeah. Can you hand me the bear? Huh? Oh. Thank you. Thank you. But I, I mean and and then they're asking for it, so I just give it to them.
2: That's and yes, that's what I'm saying. And it, if they, not they not say,
0: How did I survive falling fifty feet from a pit, then say, well, there's other games we can play if you want to actually have gotten hurt. Right.
2: Well <laughs> once they once they grok that and they're like like oh, this is so unrealistic. You're like, Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> GURPS anyone? The um,
1: other thing that he asks is oh, what should he not do? How should he change up his GM style, if at all? Um, keep the keep the plot line pretty linear. Don't you know? I, I know that a sandbox is something you'd want to do, but make it pr- pretty clear in terms of what their objective is. They're going to go all around it anyway, but you don't need to get too advanced on it if it's their very first time. Give them a straightforward adventure as their first, and then see you know how they go about it. I mean, if they start going to the edges and all that, then you know that they could handle a sandbox environment. But if it's their very first time, try to keep it pretty, you know, not simplistic. Yeah, but keep it linear. Keep it straightforward. There's nothing wrong with that. A lot of good stuff is that way. Yes. And?
2: (gasps) Uh, Because these guys are all video gamers. It moved. (laughs) Because these guys are all video gamers And they're used to very linear storylines Give them that Because that's what we're going to be comfortable with Sure Keep them in their comfort zone Don't take them too far out However The wonderful thing about RPGs is that
1: (laughs) RPGs are wonderful things?
2: (laughs) Rocket propelled grenades? Is that you can I
1: made a Tigger reference And you you didn't It
2: caught you off guard -guard. I know Yes I'm trying to finish my sentence here You can't Is that You can pull up their backstories Yep. So make sure that your characters more than just make their character give you stuff as a character to to pull them up Because if you're playing Lao, you're not going to be used to what? Why are you laughing? Someone
0: in the chat room. Tigger warning. Tigger warning.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Who said that? That's a t-shirt.
0: Cloak 72. Dude, that's a (laughs) t-shirt right there. Tigger warning. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh... (laughs) <laughs> because because that's a, that's a that's something they're not going to expect. Yes, their adventure is going to be linear, but then when their mom shows up with a rolling pin, saying right. you haven't paid us in weeks and where are like, the you know, and they're going to be like, w- why are you doing this to me? But you know what? That's the beauty of a role playing game is that all of this stuff that you gave me, I can now use with you, right. and it will give them a taste of instead of just having a linear gameplay that you can then go off and do quests and you find the person with the explanation point and come back and 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 get experience, there's this other element. But ease them into it because they're not going to be used to it at all. Um, I'm reminded of when we did uh, 4E all those years ago out here with like 11 people, and we had a bunch of video game players that were used to playing WoW and they weren't really comfortable or sure of how to do the whole role playing part. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of a revelation for all of us, for the experienced role players, and then for the video game players, and we kind of came to a, a meeting at I think in game style where it all meshed, but they didn't it was like What's this? What's this off-camera stuff? We're not just going to go out on quests. We're going to talk right. to people. Uh, I don't know how to talk to people, and they yeah. weren't really comfortable doing it. But they, by watching other people do it, they kind of figured out sure. what this
0: other thing was. It's it's an interesting thing we and take as, it for granted. As the GM, you need to be proactive, especially if you're dealing with people who've never played a role-playing game before. Yeah. Make characterizations for your NPCs. Become your NPCs and talk to, pe- talk to the players in character. Yeah. Addressing them by character name. And, inter- g- just, and, and, and do everything you can to encourage them. Because we've always talked about the fact that, that, especially when you first start playing, there's a, there's a sort of, I don't want to look like an idiot while well, you have to sort of break through at some right. point. And if, if the GM is already starting doing that, you're already sort of giving them permission to... to right. s- it's okay for me to act like a moron. We're all here to act like morons.
2: Right, and then if the NPC is, is this weird, wild character... They're going to feel that they can ask interesting questions... And then it's going to break free from the whole... Uh, well, it's a linear story, so I need to follow the storyline... They're, they're going to follow... Like, w- w- wait, wait, you have kids at home? Wait, uh, all of a sudden, now the story's taking a turn... And they're going to be okay with that. It's a different. Right. It's a whole different mm-hmm. animal. Next thing you know, the guy's house is on fire. Right.
1: right. Yeah. <gasps> so yeah, So cr- as a GM, do what you can to create memorable experiences with interesting NPCs with actual person- personalities and characterizations, so your
2: players can, can kill, kill them.
0: them. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. And that's
2: probably going to happen. So be prepared for that as well, as a GM, because they're not used to this.
0: Join the army to go to interesting places, <laughs> and meet fascinating people, and, and kill. kill them. <laughs> um,
1: I'm really glad that you picked up on that one. By the way,
2: it's a uh, it's a mixed bag. You're gonna you're gonna. Uh, but see, you're already prepared because you already have this whole list of this is what they do. This is what I prepare for. This is what I think. I think that for the most part, you. I don't even know why you're telling us. You pretty much have got all of this down. You you already know what to look out for. You already know what you know. You should do. I I I'm going to say. Because these guys are going to attach themselves to a plot hook, you don't need to worry about that. What I think you should do is attach yourself to complicating their backstories and complicating their life in role-playing ways rather than
0: worrying about the plot hook because they're going to find one and they're going to go with it. You all saw it. The orphanage attacked me. (laughs) It had a gun. (laughs) (laughs) That's my two bits. There you go. I think think he's you will be fine. Yeah. He'll be fine. Yeah. Keep it simple. Uh, Other doc, uh, Jim, yes, that Jim had suggested um, throwing, throwing in a couple left turns or a couple curve balls in there and see how they react to them. Nothing critical, but <laughs> just to, just to see, kind of test how they're, uh, they're going to handle w- whether you need to remain linear or if things can kind of go.
2: Sure. They're also going to do weird things like they're, <laughs> they're going to meet in and immediately bond <laughs> because they know it's a raid. Right, so they're just going to like. I don't care. It's a pickup group. We're going to go, exactly. and they're not going to worry about whether they should trust anybody or else or, or not. And they're, they're not even going to try to backstab each other.
0: Maybe, but I doubt it.
2: Right. They're pretty much just going to attach themselves to that plot hook
0: and go. Thank you very much yeah. for the email. Good luck, Matthew. Matthew. And let us know how it comes out.
2: Mm-hmm. Does space combat have to be boring? From Harold. You're happy, for Forum. I never thought it would happen to me. <laughs> wait, 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 wrong yeah. letter. <clears throat> Happy Jack's four. My gaming group had a lot of campaigns fail to launch. See what he did there? Mm-hmm. Fail to launch mm-hmm. over the years, but no setting looted us more than Star Wars. One of the complicating factors was always space combat. Bad, bad, bad. Tell me if this sounds familiar. You and your party of space-faring adventurers hop aboard a vessel. Suddenly, you are beset by hostile ships the pilot starts rolling to evade or escape. The gunner is rolling to uh, to attack the enemy ships. The engineer is rolling to keep the ship in one piece. Everyone else is just hoping not to die. We never really found a good way around this problem. Space combat is boring. Half the players are sitting in the background with nothing to do and no way to contribute, but even the players with defined roles tend to have only a single thing. They'll roll over and over until combat is over. The specialization element also gets frustrating. Build an ace pilot, and he's likely to be useless when he steps off the ship. Build a character with lots of useful skills off the ship, and he's likely to be hiding in the background when space combat starts. Perhaps there are other systems which handle it better, or is ship-to-ship combat inherently the least interesting portion of a sci-fi RPG? Personally, I don't care. If it's inclusion, just because of how it can go it can go wrong very easily. I played an FFG Star Wars game at a con once. The party had accomplished its mission and was escaping in our ship, pursued by TIE fighters. That is, until the GM accidentally rolled crits against us, blowing up the ship, killing us all horribly, and ending the game in its spectacular anticlimax. Take a drink that...
0: And you know what? It's really hard to kill people in the FFG Star Wars game, unless you're on a ship and they roll a crit, and mm-hmm. then the even if they, up. Mm, I'm going to bet you. All right, I'm going to bet you that's super, super, super unlikely, maybe even impossible. Okay. I'd have to crack open one of those books. I'd rather not. Are you uh, are you are you smelling shenaniganing? I think the GM may have thought that that was going to be a fantastic ending. A denouement. Yeah. That's my guest. Go and read, read, hmm. read the PS. Read the PS. Well, okay.
2: Yes. The P. The PS is... PS Baltimore area gamers looking for a con. Charm City Game Day on July 28th. Which is... Uh, I don't know. Uh, next next, soon, next, next week Saturday. Go yeah. to CharmCityGameDay.com for more info. And even if you missed the con, might as well go anyway. Now,
0: I think there's only so much you can do with space combat. Yes. In any system. Now... now there, there is, um, and it is a pretty much a lot of people rolling dice yes. in most of the games that I am familiar in with. Any system. That's kind of what you are doing, yeah. and it, but this guy's going to roll, and that might give a bonus to this guy. So then this guy gets a, gets to roll with his bonus, and maybe that guy gets to roll. I mean, and it, it's very rarely more than that. But then again, so is combat. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what cro- Well, what what crossed my mind is that it's. It's not really the space combat that is the scenario that's the problem. Your mileage may vary, but what I am thinking about is the fact that you're having the exact results of a failure to be driven or or to only be affecting the pilot or the engineer. And what I mean by that... Yeah. No, no. Hear me out. Okay. So using star wars as the analogy for this okay so millennium falcon takes off right chewie's flying all right (laughs) hand runs in and says okay we're not out of this one kid and so they go off and they're shooting all right right so even though he's the pilot and luke's not the pilot they're both now shooting Right. They now have activities, right? Mm-hmm. And now, you know, Chewy and Leia are now flying it. So Leia is now put in a situation that she's not in her comfort zone, right? right. She's a different co- co- pilot type of character. Right. That. She's acting as a co pilot. And what are the droids doing? So the droids are basically determining, oh, there's this problem, there's that problem. And yeah, they're acting as engineers, but the problems that they're having requires both of them to do that.
2: Right. There's fires that they have right. put out. And
1: and, of- and actually if you think about Empire Strikes Back, again going to the same analogy you know the light speed was off. So while you know Lando is trying to keep them safe, and while uh, Leia is trying to stabilize Luke, the b- droids are trying to find a way to bring back uh, or bring warp speed up back online. So
0: the, you said warp speed. Did I say warp speed? Light
1: It's okay. Ludicrous speed. Ludicrous. There you go. They've gone plaid another game or a movie that most people have never seen
2: for a good reason yes but the point being is that you can direct all hate mail to me not a, not a big fan of baseballs
1: we'll talk on the about that but the the point being is that the failures are being driven are, are being a little too linear in terms of the consequences for them I know I'm talking dirty hippie right but uh, it's better to break up what the the, the uh, the consequences of the, of failures are am- amongst all of the players. True. So and even better when you get people out of their comfort zone when you say okay I'm going to have you know I'm going to have the Jedi knight be the one to actually have to do the medical training. It's like well I don't know how to do that. Well whatever their skills are try to see you know is there a way to put them in a situation? Don't railroad of course. That's
2: the tricky thing is finding those situations for those people to have a moment. Right. In space combat
1: It's tough. And it's not just space combat. I mean, you know, spirit of 77, you know, there's a lot of driving combat, right? I mean, it happens, you know, and we do have specific role of the good old boy who is, you know, tending to drive. But it's always best when you have a situation to say, okay, we're going to make, the you know the glam rocker be the driver for this particular right. scenario. So try to break up what the uh, kinds
2: of consequences that they may experience. There there isn't there is a delineation with uh, Spirit of Seventy Seven and even with Star Wars, which is Millennium Falcon is a crude ship. The 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 Empire's uh, the Emperor um, ships are all crude ships, but mm-hmm. the X wings, Y wings, and stuff are individuals. Yes. So you can make it much more interesting If you keep your fighters Or whatever on individual ships And doing individual things Kind of like a when Battlestar Galactica, Galactica scenario Exactly So you have. Well, assuming they can all fly. If well, that makes it interesting too. If they can. If if they if they don't have the skill for it, and well, no, no, no. He's absolutely right. You can still make rolls even if you don't have the skill at it. Sure. You may not be good at it, but you can still do stuff, and it makes it more interesting. Like I'm going to hang out back here while you do the trench run. I can. I know. I I won't hit anything out here. Stay in target, right? Stay on target. And, And that and that's a caveat that you can try to do, but because traveler. Uh, Star Wars is all based on being a crew it's really hard to make sure that your whole crew has something interesting to do, that they can contribute to a combat. You can also another combat, which is make them uh, the ships aren't doing anything, you actually have to go and board them now a boarding thing is an entirely different scenario. Now all of a sudden it's that's a like fighting in a basement. That's siege warfare, right? <laughs> now you have to come in, you have to land, you have to break in, you have to, and then you're fighting level to level. and oh, that's yeah. and that's much more interesting. That's some scary than just, shit than just right. ships flying around and trying to shoot each other. The and then, and then as a last resort, if you really want, to, if you really need something to do. It can just break down to a miniatures game and now it becomes tactical. Well, okay. How about and, this? And that's an option because some people really love to move miniatures around and work out the attack velocities and all that stuff too, but it's not ideal. Go ahead. No, no. no. I
1: had he, thought. Good thought. Um, another way to look at it is that is it really, and again, this is totally mm-hmm. looking at it from a PBTA way of looking at the problem, but is it really worth rolling out? The aspects of the space combat or or the escape, for instance, like does it really matter for us to say, okay, I'm rolling one escape now, I'm rolling two escape because I'm being chased, or is it better to just say, you know what, this is only going to be involving one particular player? Let's see, you know, let's bring it down.
0: See, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, is do is think think about space combats are never. This round robin, it's like every character on the ship is going to have their little moment when the focus is on them, and I would, I would be more, more inclined to say, do it in that sort of a way, Mm -hmm. to say, okay, the ship's being fired on. You're the pilot. What do you want to do? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to try to evade. Okay, go ahead and make your roll. I oh, I failed. You're the um, uh, engineer. Yeah, the engineer, or you're in charge of of uh, damage control. Uh, there's a breach on deck three. What do you want to go? What do you want to do? Oh, well, I'm going to run over. Da, 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 da You know, and and then just make it almost like action consequence. Next person. Action consequence. Next person. Now you may not necessarily hit everybody, but you
1: might. There was a a, a game that I saw at a con. I th- thought its name was Space Fury, and I may be wrong, but. What was really cool about it was that it would be two uh, ships fighting one another. But what would happen is that, you know, it wasn't actually like a role-playing game. It was really a dice-rolling game. But here's the deal. Is that, okay, you are the engineer, I'm the pilot, and you're the, the uh, uh, weapons, weapons officer. officer. Yeah, weapon here. So we all have our own sets of dice. And so basically you're rolling, or I'm rolling because I'm uh, yeah. the pilot. And I'm like, oh crap, I just got a uh, snake eyes. So I hand the die to you, and you're trying to roll to fix it, and you're shooting, and basically everybody's rolling dice to be able to achieve their uh, effectiveness. And so when there's a failure, it goes to a different player. And I would love to That's find a great a mechanic. It's a, I yeah, like that. it's so awesome, but I've never been able to, to crack how I would want to put that into a role playing game. Right. Because well, submarine warfare. Yeah. Well, who are you rolling it against, though? I mean, it's tricky. It's yes, something I've wanted to do and I've enough. thought about it, but I don't know how yet to figure that really into the nice little way of doing it. I'd love actually to do it for like a Mad Max scenario. Yeah. Where or, basically oh yeah. it's like, okay, we are it, we are all rolling because we're being chased by the you know, Lord. Well I car. like about it is
2: it works well with groups. It works well with a crew. Yeah. Instead of just individuals. Because Mad Max everybody's in their own individual car. You can you can tailor that. Yeah. But with a you have a crew full of people and they're dropping depth charges on your submarine and it goes off, and, na- and off it goes. So you're you're, you're rolling against the death charges, and yeah. then trying to solve it as he goes. I can see how that could be really, really fun. But eventually, it's like, how do, how does it end? And right. and and yeah, do you do you catch everybody? Does everybody get something right. to do? Not sure yet. Nope. Not you know still on the fence. See, again, so you found an outlier to maybe solve the problem. Here's the thing: ninety percent of the time, space combat's boring. Still. With rules as written, unless you find uh, unless you want to house rule it with your with this cool thing the space theory. Well, it's, it I, we have the problem with Traveller. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm on record as saying,
0: space combat is boring. Avoid it at all costs. Right, Even I think g- generally you should, and I think d- resolving it in a in a couple of roles, getting to the consequences part of it is yeah. probably the most important thing.
2: And, and The only way I can think of and I'll reiterate it again Is, is making space combat you, they, you, there's, you guys aren't equipped to damage each other At these distances, the only way you can do it is to board And now the game becomes one-on-one
0: again Well, if you're boarding, you're not at Far distances
2: There is <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> that, Close enough
1: There is, a, a, and I believe It's now available uh, A Forged by the Dark Version of a, 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 a The space opera scenario called scum and villainy and it takes blades in the dark scenario where you're all on a crew and puts it into that environment i haven't had a chance to try it out yet or or go through it and so maybe gina would be a good one to ask you know she's (laughs) she's played everything but it i'm really curious to see how they answer that particular
2: scenario right now sometimes with a situation like this, I like to reframe the question. Sure. It's like, why is space combat any harder than ship combat?
0: Well, I think one of the
2: like, like space if you're on space combat, is ship combat. Well, I know that, but but somehow when you're on a yacht mean, and another I, yacht is it, coming at you, no actual like you know just just like like sailing ships. Like uh, maybe uh, pirates. It's, same, it's the same problem. Kind of, but somehow when you're playing pirates or you're, you know, maybe you're all a bunch of Thurston Howells trying to get over well, when each other's I, yachts. When, when it's I ran, much more
0: interesting that somehow than space combat. When I, when I ran uh, Vast Dominions, the ships are literally cutouts that move along the combat map. Yeah. But the players are doing what the players would do during combat anyway. Yeah they're firing because that's literally you get the ships close and then you fire and shoot at each other until one side no, Well, I am getting at it. I think wonder if ahead. there's
2: an expectation that we think that space combat is going to be glorious and amazing and full of lasers and and but that's all visuals and special effects. I, I wonder, think the, re- na- the the
0: the reality of it is I wonder if if the getting ev- getting every one of the player characters contributing on a ship combat is the wrong way to go with it because you're really? all you're doing is making it too long. If it was simply a piloting roll or a, gunnering, a gunnery roll on either side and you said, okay, you won the piloting roll, so the gunner gets a, a bonus of plus two, go ahead and roll. Okay, the enemy gunner gets this. All right, you've disabled their ship. Now what do you want to do? I think you might be right. And just resolve it in a couple of rolls. And, and now you, you board. And, and, and now the, now just the get interest to, Get to the consequence. Yes. yes. Get to the consequence yes. of, of, of either winning or losing the combat.
1: To be blunt, is that satisfying for the player level?
0: And uh, I'm not. I, I don't have. A, I don't know. You know. I hear. I hear a lot of people complain about space space combat being boring. So maybe just make it as short, and it may, don't have to involve everyone. Because instead of having five players roll, maybe you only have one or two players roll, and just get to the point where now we know the combat's resolved. Here's the result. How are you going to handle it? You're going to board the ship, right? Or you're being boarded. Or you're in a vac suit, outside in the middle of the space. How are you going <laughs> to? Or, or,
2: or again, reframe the question. I mean, uh, you you have a whole game that's uh, that, that has an entire mechanic evolved around chasing, yeah, w- in cars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Why is that any different than a spaceship? Why 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 are, um, why are four Mustangs any different than Tie Fighters? Well. I, I, you can you can no, no, you no, can no, no, get no, the minutiae of it, but, but my point is sometimes it might be interesting to look at a sailing game and see how they solve the same problems. See, uh, look at a, a car. Well, Wars I can answer part of that. No, no, no. The, I, uh, the, the, to see how they solve the problems? So, if we were driving a car,
1: though, no, 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 no. no this is that' ap- linear. I, and no, 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 I'm not. I'm not going to go into semantics, but yeah. but the the deal is, is that for a vehicle like that, you would even if you are. I'm sitting in the back seat, and you know my character is. You know, uh, Rod Stewart, whatever. You, you can still roll down the window and start being able to be proactive in the a- in the combat mm-hmm. or the chase mm-hmm. or of some fashion. For space, it's a little more difficult because you can't really roll down the window. Well, you can once. And you are kind of self-contained into the activity. I, I
2: disagree.
0: I have a vac suit on. I, I pop open the thing and I start taking shots with my stunner. That's not going to do anything to another ship. There's no. There's no game where uh, actually, uh, I'm, I'm,
2: my mechanics. Uh, actually, I have an aluminum thing to the stunner. No, no, give me no no no, 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 no. no. no, no, My point being that <laughs> you, we're already hung up on the fact that cars are different than than, than spaceships. No,
1: no, 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 no. no. Um, what I'm saying is not that you couldn't, but the fact is that spaceships have this inclination to being, we're saying, one shoot, one gunner, right? The re- going back to my initial analogy of like the, the, the Star Wars Millennium Falcon is that there wasn't just one. There, you know, Obviously they were shooting from the cockpit, but they also had the, uh, the turrets
0: that granted... The ventral and dorsal turrets. Really? Yeah.
2: Actually, if you're flying a mm-hmm. Y-Wing, you actually have a, 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 a
0: turret. It's not a actually. Y-Wing. Actually, actually, that's
2: not a Y-Wing. <laughs> the Millennium
0: Falcon was not a Y-Wing. No,
2: but sorry. the Y-Wings actually have a, a turret, <laughs> and they actually have a gunner, so he's able to actually t- pivot that turret well. Enough!
0: <laughs> so you could actually
1: fly
2: by and shoot. The uh, point being
1: is everybody had an opportunity
2: to take a, a
1: uh, proactive uh, participation in the combat itself because of the way they structured their ship. Because it had that opportunity. Sure. Yeah.
0: But did that make it less boring, or did that just uh, it make kept it everyone active? Actually, no. Or it, would it just it make it, it, it longer.
2: It just made. It I longer. mean,
0: it, at a table,
2: it, it, in movie terms, it made it more dramatic. In sure. game terms, it makes it longer.
1: Uh, I'm willing to challenge that. Okay. But only in. Uh, but in practice, I'm not going to say I know this. Right. But I'd like to try that out and see whether or not we could actually see in a playtest scenario. I've been playing around with some stuff, but this is something that, you know, to be blunt, you know, has kind of been a challenge for me to wrap my mind around space combat. Because... You know exactly this. It's like it becomes to one person rolling dice while everybody
0: sits around and watch. I don't like that Just either. Mi- minimize the number of times you're going to roll the dice. Just say, look at the at the combat rules for whatever the game is, and double or triple the amount of damage the weapon does, so that you're going to. It's going to be finished in one round, one way or the other. It's going to be an interesting result. <laughs> so I, I,
2: I haven't played Sea of Thieves. But I, but I hear that Sea of Thieves is basically ship to ship. There's a lot of that, and that's where you get the ship kicked out of you. How do they make that interesting? Did you say ship kicked out of you.
0: Yeah, um, that was good. I like there's that. there's there's a few elements to it. Uh, there is you have a pilot. who I mean, it depends depends what kind of, which ship you have. I love how you do the ancestor pilot. pilot. Well, this is what I'm leading <laughs> up to because I want to the, see if there's, if there's a way to make that. There, there's several things that, that there's several things that can happen. If you're if you're on a, if you have a galleon, you have a crew of four. Mm-hmm. So you're obviously going to have someone piloting. Mm-hmm. You might have someone taking care of the sails. Mm-hmm. Because if you're taking care of the sails, you can speed the ship up, you can slow it down, you can angle the sails differently. So if you need to make a sharp turn or mm-hmm. things like that, then you have to have people manning the guns. So if you've got, I think you've got two or three on each side. I don't remember how many.
2: So right now, everything's set up like a traveler encounter, Except...
0: Right? it's in real time. Also, when you take damage, you're springing leaks in the hold of the ship. Right. So someone has to go down there and get planks of wood and repair the holes or else your ship sinks. And this only works because it's in real time. It's not abstracted with, 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 with storytelling things. And it's in real time. And let me tell you, I have played Sea of Thieves, and if you're playing solo, because you play solo with a sloop, mm-hmm. and have one or two people run a sloop, you can actually have one person run a, gall- a galleon, but Jesus. And it's hard in combat. I, I, when you're I one person, understand. it's like, okay, I'm not going to hit anything for the next five minutes. I'll let go of the wheel. I'm going to run downstairs and see if I can fix the leaks. Yep. Now, how do you make
2: that interesting in a role-playing game? Because the, the, that's the same problem that everybody has. That's great in a video game. That's great in a movie. How do you translate that?
1: For uh, one player or just for overall?
0: Any, yeah, either. For, for at a table. That that thing with that? the force. Yes. I mean you could have the different roles happening I mean I'll, well, we this is what we've been talking about you you have gunners you have a pilot you have an engineer That's you, but that's not, that doesn't work How how do you make that visceral feeling how do you translate
2: that You don't do it Oh no, just, no 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 You no, don't no. do it. a
0: video game isn't a tabletop RPG but No 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 I,
1: like, like I said, you change the consequence of saying, okay, it's not just strictly damage to the ship, you're saying that, okay, you, you failed or you've been hit, it affects this instead. Instead of saying it's affecting the hull, it's affecting the engine, you are not getting away. What are you going to do? Right. As opposed to just saying, you know, it's, you know you're ticking off a box of damage. That's one way, because then the pilot's still having to be the pilot, but now other people are involved. I mean, yes, the engineer would be the person to do that, to, to fix it, but if you're sitting right here in med lab, and there's a big sucking hole right, right there, right. you probably are going to try to fix that right there that, and then. That's kind of what I
2: wanted to explore, because I I think that... you so can you make baiting me. Not necessarily. What The, the thing is, I, I think that if you make... Star Trek, for all its flaws, sure. was basically just a big sub movie, right? They was a, they were all stuck in a submarine, and when depth charges happened, there was all this crew stuff that happened. But they were basically the, the drama was all on the bridge, right? And these guys were talking and dealing with stuff. But the damage that to the ship made it interesting because they're trying to keep this thing afloat or flying, despite all of the drama. The the drama they had. thief says the same thing. You're trying to keep your sails. You got holes in them. You've got leaks. You're trying to pilot it and the drama involves out of keeping the ship going rather than trying to s- win but it's it's that's the interesting part is keeping your ship going so that you can come around uh, I was watching Wrath of Khan which doesn't hold up, by the way. No, it doesn't at all. How? No. But Why? The, it's Wait! Just, whoa! Whoa! It, the acting and the effects and it's, uh, even the you even are the not going to do
1: not be smirched, Ricardo Montalban. One One do not be smirched, Ricardo Montalban. One One do it. not, do not, do not. I didn't. Uh, my, those words. You can talk about. List. You can talk about Shatner. You can talk about anybody else, but you do not be, be smirched, Ricardo Montalban.
2: But the, but the the drama of all of that is about what's happening on their ships and oh, what's yeah. happening to the ships, and not necessarily the actual chase. You're more concerned about what Kirk is... the decisions he's going to make and what's happening what Khan is going to do rather than what the crew is doing. Right. So, I guess what I'm trying to say is when you are doing space combat, make it immediate, make it interesting to the people that are playing it and don't worry about the mechanics and logistics of it. Okay. Just yeah. just bypass some of the
0: actual science. No, no, no. And sure. Just it, you know, well, that's kind of what I was saying. Get to the ramifications it needs of the to fight to rather, the speed rather of than plot. Yeah. So, the re- re-
1: ref- and I, I we are going to go on a Star Trek thing, and yeah, 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 yeah. You know, some some people that are actually on the cast do not like Star Trek. Fine, but re- do they? Uh, Tim doesn't. He actually preferred the new ones.
0: Tim Huntley, Pre- yeah, preferred the new ones.
1: Yeah, and they're it, all right. Well, as as opposed to Cadave, who likes the old ones you better. One you with them. your thought here. But the point <laughs> is, <Jesus laughs> okay. So there's two <laughs> scenarios. So in six, okay, they're off saying, okay, we need to uh, update the photon torpedo thingy. That's not my point. Pay attention. I'm uh, not geeking here. All right. The point is, uh, Scotty said, I need help. And so McCoy goes with him to say, all right, to be another set of hands that he needed to do it. So even though McCoy is not an expert on this, he's now involved as a player, quote right. unquote. Okay. Same thing right. with like. Yeah. Damn
0: it, okay. I'm a doctor, not a warp coil engineer. Right? Well,
1: today okay. you're an engineer. Right. <laughs> and that was one of the best things. It's like, okay, now you are involved in this because I can't do this. You know, you make the scope of the problem to where one person cannot fix
0: right. it on Someone's their own. Someone's got to go hold the framel rod over Yeah, hold this too. Year.
1: You know. <laughs> and actually. You know that happened when I was uh, running Return of the Cruise Ship at the Dam, which is available on Drive Through RPG, and the the ship gets springs a leak, and so one of the characters has the mechanic ability, right? Uh,
2: put finger in leak. Well, that actually oh, became a, it. So he great, says, "All right, I'm going to take mechanic. a
1: metal tray and I'm going to hold it up there." And I said, "Okay, now what are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to weld it."
2: Okay, with what? Your X-ray vision?
1: A, if you must know, he did it with the, with, with the chicken mobile, which had a flamethrower on it. You
0: had to ask. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> know. I All right, but what things. happened
1: is that he said, I have to weld it. I need somebody else to hold it up while I'm welding it. Yes, it got to a point where a player had to do that. What, and not get burnt from the chicken mobile with the flamethrower out of its beak. I, right. I guarantee you, Spirit of '77,
2: kids, <laughs> and I guarantee you that's much more interesting. But now it involves a player to, to have
1: to do something yeah. that's much yeah. more yeah. than right. just yeah. you know I'm sitting and watching you,
2: you fix something. So what have we learned of this from Space Combat? Um, make it uh, make it personal.
1: Make it, well, make it personal, change up the type of damage or, or the consequences associated with it, or narrow the scope of it to where it's
2: faster as opposed to taking yeah, up a whole yeah. lot of, I of think, time. I think he's right. Unless, unless you have a bunch of individual fighters, and then you can narrate what each one is doing, but that, that's an entire that's, game session
0: in itself. Right. I, I've never heard of one of those things where, like, okay, we're going to play a role-playing game, and then when we get to the combat, we're going to roll out this, this, this war game... And I've never heard of one where the, that has worked. Four E. Uh, you made my point for me. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh <shuck>. pseudo horror story <laughs> of gaming mediocrity from Craig. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And it's long, so I can um I <laughs> yeah, can careful. I, I can help you with the big words. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> or if you want to like when you get to a point and your voice starts to go out. Sure. Greetings, Jackers. Craig, who is hoodoo on the forums, hoodoo. from the
1: UK here. Hoodoo. After the recent emails about bad con games, I wanted to share my own pseudo-horror story, which has become my go-to example of how not to run a con game. Ah! I say pseudo-horror story only because it can't really compare to some of the ones you've received in the past. The GM didn't seem, to l- seem like a bad person, just a bad GM, and not from a lack of experience. Before I dive in some context, during my time at uni, I was a regular attendee of the Student Nationals Convention, which brings together university gaming societies from across the country for a weekend of drinking, gaming, chaos, and some more drinking. Excellent. The format is a little unusual, rather than signing up for specific games, you sign up for a category and over the weekend play two long-form games, one per day, typically lasting around six hours. What an interesting idea! You also play with the same group on both days But switch GMs Which was the only reason I didn't just up and leave So there we were The Saturday morning of the event I'd ended up in the sci-fi category Was there space combat? Our group <laughs> had found the room We'd be in for the next two days And we were waiting for our GM to show up 10 minutes go by It's clear he's running late Which isn't too unusual given it's mostly students 15 minutes 20 oh before he finally arrives, carrying a stack of hero books... Oh, no! <laughs> ...and character sheets. Oh, no! So session one is character, Jen? <laughs> he sits down, introduces himself, and promptly ignores us for the next You're ten there. minutes... Yes, ...as he finishes off the character sheets. Ah. Going forward, this would form the core of my how-to-run-a-con-game mantra... Rule zero, do your effing prep... I'm going to repeat myself here. Do your effing... Do you want me to say that for you? Please. Fucking. Prep. I don't believe in a no-prep game, even if you're running the most rules-light improv game there is, then you can prep. Prep. Read the rules, know how to set up and explain the game, know how the central mechanic works. That's prep. With a game like Hero, finishing the character sheets is most definitely prep, and not something that should be done at the table unless you're giving the players a chance to customize.
0: Ooh, he spelled it the fancy
1: way with an S. UK Characters, which he didn't. So we're thirty minutes or so in before we even get to see the characters. It's a traveler esque space opera setting. There's an uprising on some of the planets, and we're all in a giant space station somewhere near the edge of the combat zone. The characters are pretty typical for the genre, and I go for the one described as an underworld smuggler, thinking I can put a Lando type spin on him. Well, yeah. Hello,
0: yeah. Well, hello. <laughs> what
1: have we here? here. Dude, you're 75! Having problems with your droid? <sighs> I, I am looking forward to Billy D. Williams in the new Star Wars movie. I are don't they, care who you are. That's are you gonna, awesome. Are they
0: gonna put
1: him in Yeah, in, in the nine,
0: yeah. They are? Yeah! I thought he should have been the slicer, or introduced the slicer in the last
1: one. I'm just saying, he's supposed to be a nine. Alright, I look down at the character sheet and find that I have some 30, or around 30 individual skills. I look at the GM confused. For those of you listening, I made a confused face. He's he's busy going over something with somebody else. I look back at the sheet. I have close to 30 skills, as he said. And almost all of them are a onesie or a twosie. Mm. As far as I can tell, I am the definition of of jack-of-all-trades, master of none, already running late. I did not quibble. I've never played hero before, so maybe this is okay? Seriously, was this okay to this day? I've never worked out whether the character was actually viable in the system. So characters picked, and we finally start play. We're all in the station. Yay! But we don't know each other. Boo. Boo! And then... Explosion! Somebody set us up the bomb! Maybe this is the plot. Having to escape a dying space station has it. Nope. <laughs> the station is okay, but we've all been arrested as potential suspects. Round up the potential uh, suspects.
2: Round up the usual suspects.
1: Okay, maybe the plot's escaping. <laughs> One of them was
0: Kaiser Zosu. Sisu? So-so? So-say. 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 so so, so so.
1: Go again. Kaiser
0: Zoso. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Round up the a- the average. The usual is the average suspects. No. Here are your winnings. There we go. Oh, thank okay. You. Thank you. We're quickly cleared of suspicion by a generic NPC. NPC, and then a a surprising only because it's stupid twist hired as security for a top secret mission. We learn from NPC Exposition Hello. My name Ms. is NPC, NPC Exposition. Exposition The bomb was intended for a delegate on one side of the uprising <laughs> who was passing through the station on the way to peace talks. Oddly specific. Back in the
2: so, oddly specific. So, pause for a second. Yes, pause. So,
1: is face. this when we... In this, and this is really a question for you who do. So... Uh, do you not know that there were peace talks Occurring nearby Or was this when he just dropped the, the, the plot The fact that the bomb went off
2: uh, He says it was, it, was, it was Yeah therefore uh, as complete outsiders NPC exposition yeah, So there's uh, a long okay. so, that's what,
0: so well he would have told them that but he was still finishing the character sheets. Mm-hmm. True. That would have happened in the first half. Got hour. it, right. Who were almost killed by the explosions, We're both are obviously
1: both trustworthy and competent enough to be the new security as the original team are all dead. You survived! You should be in charge! Really,
2: you, you people if we don't know you and you're armed. You must be good at this.
1: So, what the actual... Fuck. Which brings <laughs> us to rule one, as opposed to rule zero, which was... Do your effing prep. Rule one, unless you have a plot-relevant reason, have the PCs already know one another.
2: Right? We, we preach this oh, yes. all the time. Yes. Oh, yes.
1: Seriously, we've all been there. You meet at a tavern, accept a job from a mysterious stranger despite not knowing one another. You know, when I get offered strangers. jobs and bread right. bars for mysterious strangers, and usually... I wake up and... I, oh. I say to myself, well,
2: if I know you, I'm not going to take the job. Uh, yeah. and, but you're a mysterious stranger, and I don't know any of these people... Sold. Yeah, so Sign get me turned 100 up. bucks and. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you're and gonna you're buying the
1: it? hotel room. And go on an epic quest only to be stabbed in the back by the duché who is just playing their alignment. That's a cliche that needs to die in a fire. Have I told you my die
0: in a fire?
2: No, I, I this is a really good reason to do it. Okay. That's but, you. I, but I agree with that. Yeah. That's you. Okay. Me?
0: Yes. Stabbing people in the back? No, not stabbing people in the back, but you go down the wrong hallway.
2: Once. All right. <laughs> I had new powers. Just the tip. I thought I I I could survive. (laughs) I was trying to move the plot (laughs) along along because everybody was all like, you know,
1: (laughs) you know. When I go down the wrong hallway, I'm just trying to move (laughs) the plot along. (laughs) Just have the characters know one another from the outset. Have bonds between them that explain why they trust one another and aren't waiting for the knife in the back. I won't bore you with the actual plot in part because I zoned out so much of the game that I can barely remember it. Also, when sometimes I go down the wrong hallway, I can barely. Well, sure, yeah, yeah. Suffice to say, it made little sense. There was the inevitable attack by separatists who just happened to comprise half of the crew of the ship. The delicate, and thus we if, if half were the traveling crew, they're on. They're
2: not necessarily separatists. They're, they're, they're really more like, like almost majorists. Well, actually, they. We, Did you just uh, actually? They,
1: yeah. No, no, no. Then there was a religious cult, oh. and finally, an emergent AI which only one character could actually interact with. Getting back to space combat, <laughs> no, no, no. This is actually a parallel that when yeah. you have only one person able to interact with it, that's a flaw with your plot line. I'm yes. Sorry, and Dave. it's better to have it a situation where you can still have, you know, the person who is not supposed to do the talking. Do the talking. Right. Exactly.
2: Daisy, and then Merriman's and antics follow. Daisy, all for the love
1: my jack of well, all trades smuggler well of the 30 odd skills I had I think I ended up using no more than 5 over the course of the session and most of the time that was in a supporting role hence rule 2 give each PC opportunities to shine actually I would like to also point out give each PC opportunities to screw up that's far
2: more entertaining in, for players In this players case, I'd like GMO to say, give like. each PC an opportunity to leave yeah. <laughs>
1: Although another no brainer here. But if there isn't an opportunity for each character to be in the spotlight, then why are they there? That's right. A good con game should be filled with opportunities for each characters to do their thing and have an impact on the course of the plot. This game didn't. But as the hours were on, we learned that the GM loved the characters and their previous adventures that he had just uh, created.
2: Then why weren't their character uh-huh. sheets finished? Hold on a moment. It gets worse.
1: There are are numerous previous adventures. It transpired that each of the characters was lifted directly from his long-term campaign that had been running for multiple years and that the events of this game were the compressed highlights of that very campaign, which provides an instant and easy rule three. The con game is not your campaign. So, okay... Pause for a second. Yeah.
2: I don't know if I can. I'm no, 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 I'm no, 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 no. <laughs> so this
1: is actually, this is an interesting thing. So uh, I, you know, when we did uh, the Magnificent Bastards game, mm-hmm. okay, so, you know, I really liked some of the concepts, and I have personally thought, you know, I would love to actually take the adventure and take it to like Strategic Con or something and see other people play it. I would love to see Mac, as an example, playing Irene Adler oh, or yeah, something yeah. like that, or, or, or Dave, you know, or, mm-hmm. or Kadeve playing uh, Phantom House or something like that. But I don't feel comfortable doing it. Not because I don't think they would do a fantastic job with it, but too many elements of what I perceive of the game itself, like the campaign, I are, are attributed to player... Actions like what you did as Renfield was you know, I could not expect another player to do it because you were very specific about what you were wanting to do. You wanted to get your papers as your motivation, and then when you attacked the guy on the ship, it's like I couldn't, I wouldn't want to railroad another player into doing that. I didn't know you were going to do it, thought it was a great move, and I would be very hesitant to that because it's basically chasing the dragon in a way,
0: yeah, absolutely. I I think. The, the, I don't know if I've. I think it was the con that I ended up missing in like, know, like three or four years ago, but I we had, we were running L five R, and I wanted to have an adventure. I wanted to run a con game that took place in the same universe at the same time, mm-hmm. but with different characters in a different place, but have the results of that con game affect the continuing campaign. Sure. And what what I had had was it was an entirely different adventure on the wall with crab characters, and everyone else was cra- all, the, every, all the player characters were craning at the time. And it five w- e no uh five rings sorry L five R yeah and um, crab characters. I'm going.
1: What is this? Another wild talents? Like Kimmy doesn't tell you what the character sheets are until <laughs> you sit down. Right.
0: But um, and they basically had. Don't do that, Kimmy. No and they basically had a, had a mission they had to do and th- whether they were successful on that mission or not or not would have results in the ongoing campaign but that is as close as i would get to to meddling with the con game and your home game sure i mean that that's as close as i would get to meddling between those two things
2: here's here's what i've learned using the music analogy is that um, these games are like jazz you could start out with a melody so let's say twinkle twinkle little star Right. And as a GM, you lay that out. And then all these players riff off that. And it's going to make... Each time you, you you put out Twinkle, Twinkle, little. Especially with different, different players. players yeah. It's going to be different every time. Right. And the joy that you get as a GM and the joy that you get out of these things is laying out that basic premise and then sitting back and watching them riff off of it.
1: So, actually, you bring up a very interesting point. So, because... Certain games or adventures I've run multiple times, like like the cruise ship of the mm-hmm. dam one, I, I've probably run easily, I want to say easily 50 times. For, wow. Well, it, it's been around for like four years, three oh. years or something like that, so I've had the opportunity. And it's usually what I use to introduce people to, to our system and characters are pre-gen whatever. But it's not unlike Westworld in the fact I know certain characters have loops that basically I know that I will have that as a cliche no, I don't want to say a cliche, but a trope mm-hmm. of that particular adventure that I know will happen. But I also know that when that trope comes up, I have no idea what the players are or actually going, going to do. Right. Yeah. Sure. So it is like jazz you know It's a, there are certain refrains that may occur right. but I don't know there, how it's there's going there's
2: a loose to. skeleton there's there's beginning and middle and end and maybe a couple of side branches that maybe you've thought about and that's it and then those players they riff off that and you've built the skeleton so you still have a place to go mm-hmm. maybe, like alright we're, we're getting to the end of the beginning we're going to get to the middle part now and you can move on from there. But these guys are going to... So each time, even though this, the premise is exactly the same, each one of these games is going to be completely different. Mm-hmm. And to try to railroad or to shoehorn in the high points of games you've already played into another game, and a con game, is doing your players a disservice and you a disservice. Because you are basically getting rid of the role part of a role-playing game. Now everybody's just playing... The game, and you're shoehorning them into it. I think it, it's a much better experience when you just lay out a barebone things, and everybody gets to contribute to this story oh, that sure. we've always talked about. Well, yeah, but that's that's the problem with this. he oh, yeah. already had an agenda. Stuff is going to happen, and I'm putting it all up here because how cool is this? Because we had fun, so why wouldn't you? Sure. I just
0: i i i, I um, over the course of the last couple of days just rewatched the Dungeon Masters. That was a you mean with Richard Maul? No, it's a documentary. That's a pull. Documentary, rea- reality film. Okay, have you ever seen it?
2: No, I'm. I'm still working on Richard Mall because I think I know what he's talking about, but it wasn't Dungeon Masters. Go ahead.
0: It. um There's a character. one of the players. You know, they, they. It's like a. Re- it's like reality TV. They picked. They picked the three most broken toys they could find of role playing gamers, <laughs> and they made. <laughs> How hard was that though?
2: Where Sorry. did you see
0: that? I've got it's on. I have it on Amazon Prime. Okay, it's not in Amazon Prime. I b- actually bought it. I paid like nine dollars for it, and I've watched yeah. it twice. Sword and the Sorcerer. That's what you were thinking.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> he, there was a. There was this. I know what you're talking about. But no, The Dungeon Master was a movie that was done starring Richard Mole. And it actually had been done like about eight different scenarios and and with eight different directors. So it's like Twilight Uh, Zone, but the. No, it's it's all supposed to be like one particular thing, like one narrative that's a cobble together. Like, you. You here's the bad guy. Here are the heroes. You need. To I have to up. look this up. Just and the strangest thing about this is that at one point they decide they're going to have them at a heavy metal concert, and during and because the girl was being threatened by the band, and the band was played by Wasp with Blackie Lawless as the big bad guy on it. The heavy metal band yeah. Wasp. Well, I remember Wasp, yeah. And thinking that's we're the, the strangest thing of all the bands that you want to have in this. Or maybe, they could get. I guess they work cheap. Gu-
2: Guar was on tour.
0: Guar- ah! <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Guar was on tour. <laughs> Sorry. I don't care how More cool. More popular than Wasp. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 that, that's true.
1: I don't care how cool your campaign was. Actually, they are. <laughs> no, 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 no. It sounded funny, but it's no, true. No, I, I hey, like
0: and it. they're hardcore because we played the Galaxy the day after the Guar concert. Yeah. They broke a urinal. <laughs> and have you ever seen? You know how much work it would take to break a fucking urinal? And I'm not talking about one of the little bowl kind. This is the like large, sort of rectangular kind. Oh, with the little like for your, you know. Oh, bowl that cup. that does take a while. To be oh fair, yeah. To be fair, it's
2: guar. Yes. Well, yeah, it may not have been them. It might have been one of their, you know, three hundred pound fans. Did you know that well, they did a side they're, project they're called Warhammer the X characters.
1: Cops, <laughs> and it was all of them just doing songs as if they were
2: like off duty cops? They're, really? That, that whole yeah. band, that all of those people are creative geniuses. They really are. All of yeah. them have got stuff that I've they've I've heard. Been they're doing. actually the residents.
1: <laughs> oh, you want to know? I, I told this <laughs> to I told this to Gina that I always was. I would tell people that when uh, when Slipknot was up for a Grammy which they did win that that when they got the th- Grammy and they got on stage that they were going to take off their masks and reveal that Slipknot was really Devo
0: that would be awesome
1: <laughs> Wouldn't that have been awesome? Even if it really wasn't the truth. It's like if they just take it off and there's Mark Mother's the back. Right. Oh, but right. if you would go, oh my God, it's Devo. <laughs> and They've been pranking us.
2: That's awesome. That's <laughs> better than Andy Kaufman. <laughs> totally gaslighting us the entire time. Yes. Oh, that would have been hot.
1: And, and then. Now and I know it's like what the Boggards need
2: to do next. And, and then the <laughs> Scooby-Doo team walks out and goes, oh, but it's really. And they keep ripping off masks. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last thing is the big eyes. Right. Yeah. right? <laughs> it's the residents. We knew it the whole time. <laughs> I don't. I don't care how cool your
1: campaign was or how amazing it was when Uh, character X finally got retribution on Big Bad Y. The con game is not your campaign. Now, don't get me wrong. One can inspire the other, but if you, the GM, can't separate the two and let them take divergent paths, then stop and do something original. I, the con player, have no nostalgia for something I wasn't a part of and won't appreciate the jumbled up mess of a plot made up of supposedly awesome moments go back to rule zero, do your prep and actually plan out a coherent one shot.
2: Well said. That's actually very well said. That should be on a fucking t-shirt right yeah. there. That now, based, like now
1: based on all because all the base belongs to us based upon all that my final rule will come as no surprise pay rule number four pay attention to your players' engagement seriously. There should not- be an
0: apostrophe after the S go ahead. Actually.
1: (laughs) Because everybody watching and listening (laughs) saw that.
2: Considering the typos in his game, he's just trying to make up for lost time. Not very many typos.
1: Seriously, it's not hard. Oh, I hear there's a problem
2: with the examples. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously.
1: (laughs) It's not hard to see if people are actually paying attention. Are they contributing and asking questions? Are they playing on their phone? Or as I was for most of this game, building dice towers. I, I was so unengaged with the adventure that during our lunch break, I went out and bought extra dice <laughs> from
2: the trade hall so I could build more stacks. Okay, whoa, whoa. whoa. He's so not invested in this game. That he actually went out and spent money so he could be even more uninvested. And then went back to, to the, the game, game
0: <laughs> so that he could be even more uninvested. But that's what you should do. That is what you <laughs> should do because you, wait, you, that way you can write an email. Because you know what? The, the most boring horror story is I went to a con game. It looked like it was going to suck really bad. So I, I excused left. myself and left. left. The end. He comes
2: back no he came <laughs> back armed with, with a dice. bag full of dice so that he could build a mountain of dice in front of the DM. I hope it was DM. at least D 10 so he could so, challenge himself to attacking. Okay. Like,
1: yeah. So the next time we're at a con, we're at Strategic Gun or something like that, and we we are like somebody is at a, a boring game. Okay. <laughs> what we need to do is go back to like uh, to uh, uh, Happy Jack's uh, Central, which of course is the bar. And get a mousetrap game. <laughs> and then sit there and, like, come back with it under your arm. And while you're sitting there waiting, slowly build out the
2: mousetrap situation. It, it should be even more insulting than that. You go, excuse me. And you go,
0: go out. Buy dice. Buy dice.
2: <laughs> come back with, like, a, a
0: shopping bag full of dice. I appreciate you doing go the, the ahead. And then face while doing st- that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sign up for a C.A. Dave game. I'm, I'm going to... And build a, dice, towers, and, then, like and eventually it's
2: it's like Pink Floyd. <laughs> you just build this wall of dice in front of you, yeah. And then when you,
1: finally, <laughs> no, that's awesome. And then, you, and then at some point when you just, right, they anyway. all come
0: down. Right. Oh, wait, it's your turn to roll, <laughs> and then they fall down. Oh, I'm, a brick. I'm a brick. We're playing hero, right? I'm a brick. 90d, 96. Count body first, and, you oh, can, right. and, you, and, and
2: eventually, as this wall builds up, the GM gets more and more nervous. It's like, oh my god, maybe I should engage him. And eventually, you're just gone. It's like
0: Chinga. It's like, it's like it's Dread in
1: reverse. Yes. Oh my god. Look, there's the best. a dice
2: mechanic for you. <laughs> 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 he can thank us later. I love that. Uh, you guys get to support the Kickstarter next year when he comes up with um, Dice Wall.
1: Oh. I am thinking of a new <laughs> version of I Dread. Was kidding.
2: Don't do this. No, it's, it's a dread for kids.
1: It's called discomfort. And <laughs> discomfort.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to do this. You just wanted to say that.
1: I w- and I wanted to
2: do it while, while
0: you were drinking, drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> all
2: right,
0: Fair enough. <laughs> so I appreciate that. All right. Someone I, needs to come up with a dice stacking game oh. that you can play at a at a boring table. Oh, challenge <laughs> like, accepted. Like a turn based <laughs> game where it's like wait, Cannot have any verbal thing to it at all. You build up to a certain point when it falls over. You like my okay, so that like, is like the <laughs>
2: ultimate dick move,
0: <laughs> right. so, so, like, you and Bill and
2: Dave are at this terrible game. You guys are both but, stacking but up. But the and way, way you do it, no, no, this is what you do. So, so like, this is how the tick, game works. We'll get back to the I swear.
1: <laughs> but it's like, okay, so, so Stu is bored at the game. So all Stu has to do is like. Put the the die, the six sided die, right right there, and that is him saying, "We are now. I am initiating the game." (laughs) And then Bill basically puts one and goes, "I am joining." And then Dave goes, "I am joining as well." well. And then we slowly do this, (laughs) right? That's right. While we're playing, and it's like, ah, he has put three on him. So,
0: oh my god! Or depending on what die, it's like it'd be like playing horse. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna stack a D6 I'm in and this two so, D10s this is so perfect this is oh my god because and then you have to stack uh, a D6 and two D10s and then something else on top of it right
2: and I can see I can see after like three or four <laughs> years whole games GMs are just going to be talking to themselves reading text and everybody's <laughs> stacking dice
0: stacking
2: <laughs> dice it'll be so much more fun for everybody <laughs> In oh fact, my God. I will get to the point where I'm like, I don't actually have a game. I'm just going to read and text. You guys play right, the game. I'm going to write for this three set. hours.
1: <laughs> this is going to be on the Monkey Font website by the end of the week. Excellent. Do. Done. All right. It's done. Be, and it, it'll be just. It's not for sale or anything. It's a sub game. Like, it's the sub game. Right. It's yes. the context it's,
2: it's, game. It's a. Uh, it's a. It's a dark web game. All right, dark web <laughs> game. All right.
1: Should I have tried to re-engage with the GM and his story? No, you did the right thing. Yes, I, yeah. Probably, but by that point, I checked out and just didn't give an F while you the GM... You know what, he fuck.
2: actually did more than the rest of us because he went on bot dice. I know! Justified. That is awesome! Yeah. While
1: the GM was either... By the way, we're just kidding. We always support GMs in any convention, and if you choose to play a game or run a game at a convention, we support you in that endeavor. Or just didn't care. <laughs> so that is the basis of my do's and don'ts for con games. I've added a few more since then, such as all characters should have female, male, neutral, and blank options yep. for names. And actually, that's true. And sometimes you don't even realize you're doing it. And yep. whenever, like, I've created pre-gens and I
0: re-
1: players have pointed that out, I always fix that because sometimes you don't know. You don't realize. You know
0: what you I do? do. For, you know what I do now? I don't even give them names.
2: Right. That, that's easy You determine
0: solution. if it's male or female and you right. determine what their what their you, name is. You,
2: you hand them stats and go, what's your name? And then you write that down. That's it. That's yeah. the easiest solution right there. Oh, for, oh yeah, that's easy. <laughs> no.
1: No, sir. No, 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 sir. No, no, because no. I have been at games where it's like, all you have to do is come up with a name. Ah! Uh, I don't know!
0: Ah! Uh, okay, well, I'll have a deck of index cards. Yeah. I'm going to say... Pick one card, and that's yeah. your name. You don't get to change right in it. in your
1: middle name. Duh. All right. Write right in your mom's name. Duh. All right. I'm going to use your name. How about that?
2: At that point, all the rest of the players are stacking the dice and playing the, the Dark Knight game. There
1: like. you go. <laughs> uh, the f- oh, and <coughs> so the few times I attended the Nationals after... It was always as a GM, and I hope I never ran a game that was that mediocre. So maybe something good did come from that game. Just a shame. It wasn't a fun lesson to actually learn. Oh, well. Craig. So we have now talked about that little story. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: that was fantastic.
2: I, I, I'm going to record of saying this, that uh, every lesson is hard learned. Yeah. Otherwise, you don't remember it. It's there is no such thing as an easy lesson. You're like, oh wow, that's really inspiring.
1: I'm just so laughing because it's like,
2: yeah, our first marriage is definitely taught us that. did not it? Takes a couple of times when you realize, that
1: yeah. you know, I'm not good at being married. Well, why let that stop? Yeah, right.
2: We're <laughs> marrying crazy people. Maybe that's a bad idea.
1: Well, after the third time, it's you. <laughs>
2: That's what the <laughs> therapist said. To come to find out, you're the crazy one in the relationship. Oh, am I? Oh, oh, oh! oh, oh. I'm just kidding, of course. You've only been married twice. Uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, I I enjoy these horror stories because I learn more from them than I ever do from actual like functional. Bad stories.
0: examples are the best examples. They really are. They truly are. Costnery Aren't we tales. proof? <laughs> yes, Costnery we are. tales. <clears throat> All right. Hey, let me just say thank you again to Easy Roller Dice. Yep. Our our, our friends at Easy Roller Dice. Easy Roller Dice. Say it again.
2: Oh, he's adjusting his mic. He doesn't realize he's still on.
0: <laughs> I know I am. I- it fell off, so. EasyRollerDice.com slash cup. If you want to get the oversized uh, dice cup with the lid. and What is it? Hold, like 50? What is it? Like 50? It's- so when you're building your dice 16 tower, 16 millimeter D6s. What's Whoa. the URL? What's the URL? EasyRollerDice.com/cup, and it is. Oh shit! <laughs> <Dice>. <laughs> Please don't shit in the cup. <laughs> EasyRollerDice.com
1: You know that there is that video. Nope.
0: the Don't go there. Don't go there. That's a different. That's a different.
2: Uh, I'm just cup. saying. They're sure. giving us money to support their thing. Don't go there, man. I shame on you. I blame you. Anyway, I'm blaming like, you, Dave.
0: I would like to thank them for uh, sponsoring the show. And also, if you want to support the show, support the sponsors. They're actually a very great product. I I think most of the dice <laughs> I have these days, Easy Roller. I love this. I love these things.
2: Ah, it's I nice. love
0: these things. Because yep. because now I've got it. get and for cons. I can pack. It holds a lot of dice. You can put a lot of dice yeah, in there. Is. I mean, obviously not your whole collection, but you put a, a bunch of dice for con, game con, <laughs> throw them in there. It's in a, it's in your own dice tray. It's great. It's fantastic. I love them. We don't even own stock in the company. I actually well, do don't like them. I do like them. <laughs> I'm not only a, <laughs> yeah, the hair club I'm president, president. I'm a client. Not, no, that's not endorsing it at all. I have a lovely head of hair under this wig. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm blaming you. This one's sideways. What I do? Yeah. It is. <laughs> you, you, you were here. <laughs> you. F- you fart acid <laughs>
1: <laughs> And spit
2: love That's what I do Alright No, spitting is never love <laughs>
1: You know, going back to that video <laughs> Ew What? Yep.
0: <Ew. laughs> Alright where Thank you for joining us for Season 22, Episode 8 of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Dave. Solid, Daddy-O.
2: I love this song. It's the best song ever. Oh, name. Sork. Thanks.
0: Stork. Thank you very much for joining us, and we'll see you next Friday at 7 p.m. Pacific time, right here on the same fat channel. Uh, Thank you again to EasyRollerDice.com, EasyRollerDice.com slash cop, if you'd like to join in that Kickstarter. Very exciting. Thank you very much. Thank you.
1: We'll leave you the song. And monkeyfunstudios.com
0: thank you very much we'll the The sea's find fortune unseen But all of the while we long for old England Her hills and her valleys and meadows so green But the hills could fall and the valleys flood The meadows
2: burn to black For England's gold is our
0: last sea
2: to taste England's ales once again. But the field of party could wither away and leave us dry aside. For England's gold is our last season.
0: problem make when you no problem have you don't want to make welcome to costco i love you i've got information man new shit has come to light you know that's just like uh your
1: opinion man i can't believe these men may control the fate of the middle east